I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party. For the long wait, we are back. We are ready to go, revved up. We got some fire to spit tonight, and we're going to be here for a hot minute. I am the Mick, of course, and with me is my lovely, beloved better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So, folks, tonight uh, we have got a pretty heavy show. As you all know, there's been a ton of stuff in the news. I mean, I've been, we've been watching in, uh, in astonishment, quite honestly. I don't know if there's another way to put it. No, and we haven't been entirely out of the loop. We actually went to Denver for a few days, and uh, Bicca, I apologize. We had every intention of reaching out to you for a uh, listener meetup. Unfortunately, the people that we were there with were not nearly as organized as we would have hoped, so that completely fell through, and um, very little of that went on. On the other hand, since the plans that we anticipated didn't pan out, we made our own plans. That is correct. And we went and uh, did what we thought we were going to do. Kind of, We had a plan. We had our own plan. When we, we did. We kind of did, yeah. We had our own, not really agenda, but we had, a, we had an idea what we wanted to do. And uh, we accomplished it successfully. And as you can see in the top red... Uh, type, yeah, top red. Yeah, top that one. Top right corner of your screen, well... It would be if you're watching, if you're watching, uh, you can see our new logo that we placed up there now because we are now officially a part of the red pill project. Uh, Josh uh, took us on and uh, we will be on his channel uh, very soon. Uh, we still got to work out some details, uh, minor stuff, not really major stuff. It might take a little while for the adjustment, but um, we're going to start working hand in hand with the red pill project and supporting them and they'll support us just the same. Uh, Josh and his people, I'm telling you folks, if you haven't gone and listened to any of their podcasts, get on there, listen to their podcasts, be, become a part. Uh, we will have our own social media network where, uh, you can comment. It's kind of like Facebook. Um, it's got all the looks of face fuck, but none of the controls. So you can get on there. You can take a look at it. Uh, it is amazing. They've got a lot. They've already got a pretty big audience on there. So uh, we're going to be on there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff. We're going to keep this show free, just so you're aware. This show will stay free. However. Absolutely. There will be some shows that will go behind a paywall. And uh, unfortunately, I, I understand the theory behind paywalls. Uh, it sucks. Uh, but. I, I think it's going to be worth it in the long run. Yeah. I don't think, I think people are tired of listening to NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, uh, Newsmax, and all that other crap. They're looking to come. I mean, the only thing that's going to be behind a paywall is when we do things as a group, I think. I don't know. Well, that's I, what I was, I was kind of garnering. I was hoping that we could We keep were talking it that about way. Mick and Josh doing a show together, just the two of them. I want to call it the Intel guys because Josh was Navy Intel. And of course, you all know that Mick was Army Intel. So, the two of them really feed off each other, and when they get going, it's it's incredible. I just sit in the corner and watch. So, um, actually, you I had your mind blown because you weren't aware that I was as smart as I am. That is true. Actually, that is true. Um, I'm even joking. even Josh commented. He was like, "Man, he's a lot smarter than he looks, isn't he?" I was like, "Yeah, he is." I try. I try. <laughs> Mick plays dumb. Uh, it lowers everyone's expectations so that he can truly blow their minds when they realize that he's 
only half as dumb as he looks. But I really, I, we couldn't be happier than to have them as a part of us and us to be a part of them. It is, uh, it is an honor. And uh, one of the things that I, I liked about the whole group was like we went out there the first night and we were really intending on sitting down and doing a show. And then we just got really drunk and said, screw it, and had a really good time instead. And it was kind of a bonding thing. I mean, I think we... Absolutely, and I did did not get drunk. I got to drive home at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, I drank until the sun started (laughs) to come up over the Rockies. And somebody asked, we were sitting outside, I remember sitting outside in his yard and looking up and going, is that the sun? And somebody's like, yeah, we've been drinking for a while. Just a little bit. Um, And then we we actually did some fun stuff while we were there too, since it was kind of a vacation and we were hanging out with Deplorable Janet and... uh, Shannon and a couple other people, a couple other podcasts as well. We went to uh, Forbidden Knowledge News. We went over to his place. Uh, we actually a, did a live stream. Did a, or, yeah, not did a, a live stream, no, but did a, a show there, show there. Uh, off the Legit Bat platform. Yep. So that's another one. And we're going to be having Corey Hughes on from Forbidden Knowledge News to do a JFK special on November 22nd. So that's going to be awesome because we... Now we go to this party and we get there and we're there for like an hour and Mick's like, all right, let's go. And I was like, hold on, I'm still talking to people. And we met some really cool people there. And then they, they started recording. We got into it. And, you know, so we're there until like 10 o'clock. They finished up. Everyone starts leaving and Mick and, and Corey start talking. And then again, then it's midnight. Um, so instead of us being the first to leave, we were the last to leave. In fact, the host went to bed and yeah. Mick and Corey stayed up talking. But we were like, so that was awesome. he is an amazing, I, I can't actually, this is going to be one of these episodes that again, you're going to watch me kind of get real jumpy because I love this topic. Something about JFK has always brought me to this side the conspiracy side of the world because I never, ever thought that it was one gunman sitting in a building and he's got some amazing stuff. He is, he, he has done like a deck, almost a decade's worth of research. He has literally lived this for like 10 years. He is a, the, the guy's got so much information. His knowledge on it is amazing. And there's a lot of stuff. I can't wait. I, I'm literally, we're probably going to bring him in on, and then we're just going to say, Here's How about it? I mean, we're, we're giving him like two, three hours. Tell everybody your story. And we're going to sit back and mute ourselves, sit in the corner and color because it just listen, because just his story, just the story about how he went down these roads and the things he talks about is amazing. And the way he can connect the dots. And he, he said the biggest one was the, obviously the treasure trove that Trump unlocked. Yep. When Trump declassified all these documents and all these documents came out, especially about JFK's death, was he was like, oh, my God, dude, I was like literally for about 10 days. I didn't go to sleep. I just sat there, was reading documents, highlighting stuff, making notes, putting stuff. And he's in the process of right now writing a book. Um, and it will be I, I think what he said, the title was going to be the, the conspiracy. I don't know. I think when it's out, it will be the go to book on JFK. I, I, on, I ha- on JFK's assassination. Yeah, especially when it comes to the conspiracy side of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. he can connect all of the dots, which is really scary. There's not a lot of people that can just sit down and connect dots like he has. Yeah. It is a very impressive – he has a very impressive repertoire, at least. At least that's what I'll say. But And it was an interesting conversation before that on the podcast we did as well. Yeah. Um, if, if it releases legit bad, I hope you guys release that one. The audio was probably a little weird because there was a bunch of us trying to share – Three mics, but yeah, um, but was... but that's okay. Uh, Deep Share was in on it as well. Um, we talked a bit about uh, Astro World because, of course, that went down just before we went to Denver while we were there. 
and uh it was friday wasn't it the, yeah yeah, it was friday yeah so before. just before we went and i mean that's some craziness right there yep you know of course, which we're gonna get into that tonight so don't worry if you're waiting for your astro world and all your astro astro projection and, and that's bits. that's the conspiracy part and i think maybe we did talk about astral projection in that podcast too. we most certainly I think did. we did yeah we talked about so no much no stuff. we talked about that with uh josh. oh that's right we talked about that with josh um so we had fun on the conspiracy side and uh it was a blast and then at the very end of the trip the the last day before we left we went to pike's peak and uh, i was debating between pike's peak and estes park because uh, i lived in colorado for a while so i know my way around a bit and uh, i had not been to pike's peak so we were completely not dressed to drive yeah we were so pike's not peak. dressed for that but i'm gonna play this up on the video real quick um if you guys are watching this is the view going down Pikes Peak. Okay. Yes, that is me singing in the background. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the music. There we go. I mean, this view is incredible. These switchbacks are insane. And, and I, not I much in the not, way of railings. So it was... Uh, I definitely had her grabbing on every oh shit handle <laughs> in the vehicle because I was not but, exactly going slow. I mean, if you guys can, if you guys are watching this on Rumble, I highly suggest you do because these views are just incredible. If you've never been to Colorado, if you've never been out to Pikes Peak, I mean, uh, for example... The woman who wrote um, America the Beautiful wrote it at the tops of Pikes Peak because she was so inspired by No, she Pikes was Peak. inspired by the view that she saw from the top of Pikes Peak. That's that right. She wrote the song. Um, but yeah, and they have a whole copy of it up there. There's also some weird stuff. I'm going to throw some uh, yeah. conspiracy stuff out there too because we did see a cornerstone laid in one of the rocks. And I was uh, like, we, we got the picture when you zoom in on it, I could definitely make out a Templar or not a Templar, but a, um, a Mason's emblem, uh, the all and I, and it looks like erosion, uh, Rosicrucian's, uh, horseshoe and, uh, it had some writing on it, but we couldn't make out what was written there, uh, what the writing was, but right there, you can see that cornerstone and, uh, you zoom in anymore on that, bring it back up. See if you can zoom in on that right on the in the center there because it, it's got some it got some I don't some, think so okay maybe not but in the middle there there's some weird stuff we'll put it up we'll it looks post like it the, telegram like the back of a dollar bill with the pyramid and the um, all seeing eye at the top and then there was a whole other plaque to the side of that it looked like it was another uh, from what uh, Josh told us from the Red Pill Project is that uh, they have them all over Denver they're time capsules supposedly and supposed to be opened in like 2050 52 or something yeah something crazy like something that crazy like yeah. that but uh, but it would have been more interesting if he told me the, the original date, the first date, and I would have been like, oh, shoot, all right, well, that's something separate. So uh, we move forward. And, and weird energy in Denver. There really is. There really, I mean. When was, I was in, when we went to Colorado Springs, I went there to visit actually with my cousin is what we were doing the last day we were there. We went to see some family, and uh, we had Josh's show that night, but we went down to Colorado Springs for the day, and uh I didn't feel that same energy in Colorado Springs. No. When you go to Denver, and I, I got it, I'll give you this, Denver. I'm going to tell you this right now. I was very impressed. Denver was more free than Georgia is right now. Yes. There are fewer people wearing masks in Denver than there are in Savannah. And I've got to give it to them. That was a whole, I don't give a fuck 
city. I was impressed. That was awesome. Yeah. It, the whole state was that way. I mean, we went down to Colorado Springs the same freaking way. Except for Boulder, apparently. In Boulder, because they're super blue in Boulder. Like, they're super liberal in Boulder. Always have been. But we were there, driving around. You have to around. wear a mask everywhere. We, everywhere else. Now, even employees in restaurants yeah. and, and grocery stores not wearing masks. It was pretty fantastic. We saw people, like, with... You know, fuck Joe Biden flags. Uh, let's go, Brandon, all over the place. Yes. We saw Trump flags everywhere. We saw, I mean, we were, I was just amazed. I was very impressed with what I saw in Denver. And I got to tell you, folks, if you haven't, if you don't live out there or you haven't been there yet, definitely take some time, go out to Denver, enjoy it for a day or two. It is amazing. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it now. We're going to be going back because we're going to have to, we have more meetings. I'm sure we're going to have to attend with Josh and stuff, but we're going to have a bunch of stuff we're going to have to do out there. Uh, for this whole red pill project thing to take off, but it, I'm really excited. This is going to get really good for us. Uh, we branched into a whole other community of people and you all are going to be able to branch out too. everybody that follows us now. It's not going to be much of a difference. Uh, you can still go get on the social red pill for free. Uh, you can get on Red Pills TV for free, but uh, a lot of our stuff is going to start airing on Red Pills TV. Plus, we're going to do some stuff with uh, Josh and the crew. Um, we're going to intermingle on different things. I, I'm really looking forward to this. This is kind of something I was looking for, and he really has his head wrapped right around this stuff, and he is he's good at it. He is not a chump. He He's really good at it. He's better than we are, for sure. That's for damn sure. <laughs> he's got his shit put together for this, and I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, hold on. Sit down. Uh, and it doesn't in. hurt that we found out that we're related, Josh and I. Well, we're yeah. cousins that way have, back. You, that you have to go to the paywall for. <laughs> it's really odd how that one worked out. It sure is. But we're going to jump right in tonight. Um, we got, we're going to cover everything. We're going to cover from uh, Kyle Rittenhouse all the way down through elections, Durham, mandates, everything. Uh, there's a lot of shit we got to cover tonight. And really... We have to start out with Kyle Rittenhouse because that has been, obviously, it's on the monitor. It's right there in front of you. Um, this has been, I, I don't want to say, this is the most abusive abuse that I've ever seen of the U.S. judicial process or the legal process at all in the United States ever. You know, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think it's just so much more blatant right now. We see it so much more because... In every other trial that I can ever remember watching, it's always been the defendant versus the prosecutor and the judge. The judge always, it almost always is on the prosecution, prosecution side. That is not the case here. It's like the defendant and the judge versus the prosecution. Well, so it's, it's, I think that highlights more. I think it's the defense and the judge versus the prosecution. Okay. So but I also believe the same thing uh, – that Shapiro – or not Shapiro. Yeah, Shapiro too. He said it too. Fuck Shapiro. Well, no, because Shapiro and Bongino had the same take on it. They both said that this is – that prosecutor took this case because he was like, oh, it's my five minutes of fame. That's exactly how they described it. Prosecutors, oh, he's getting five minutes of fame all right. Prosecutors are just like humans. No matter how they're, – they're just humans. They They – seek it. They want this fame. I mean, I know several prosecutors that are out there that wouldn't take cases just because it didn't put them in front of the camera. They weren't talking about a murder that happened down on one, two, three, any street in America. And, um, they weren't able to prosecute the big cases, you know, that put them on TV. They want to go on TV just like everybody else does. So it's not odd to see this. The problem is, is that this guy thought he had a case that he could win. The worst part is there's one of two things that's going on here. Either this guy is really dumb 
and he is not a very good litigator and he is not a very good attorney. Or the second thing, which is I think closer to what the facts are, is he's tr- he's moving for a mistrial. Yes, I to, would agree. He's trying to push a mistrial so that way this doesn't reflect bad on his record. Uh, because if the judge makes the decision, then he no longer shows a loss on his record, and he can't. He can say, "Well, the judge was the one that declared the mistrial," but uh, he got he got scorned pretty good. I was actually really giggling about it because I saw a lot of. Uh, we were watching it the last day we were there, and man, he was getting yelled at, and I I thought it was hysterical. Sorry. All right. Well, I don't I, need I don't, trees right now. I didn't now. mean I'm, to. I'm talking about. I got gotcha. you, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, I understand. Either that, we either way. When you get into uh, Kyle, uh, there's there's a bunch of different things that are going on here. One of the things I think is the most important part is uh, there's a set of rules in a courtroom. You got to go into a legal book to find out what the rules are. That's what lawyers are there for. There's a set of rules, and I I don't understand why this one hasn't happened yet. But the day that the guy that Kyle shot in the arm, uh, I forget his name, who now apparently he had amnesia. And he can't remember what he said because he just went on Good Good Morning America the other day. When he was on Good Morning America, he said, "Well, um, well, they allegedly told me that I pointed my gun." And uh, Michael Strahan was just like, "Well, you can say whatever you want to say here." And he said, "Well, allegedly they told me that I pointed my gun, and uh, and that's why I was shot." And even though the day before he said that. After he swore an oath and sat down in a chair and said, yeah, I, I, I picked my gun up, and that's when I was shot. Here, I've got that right here. I hope. You pointed your gun at him. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, it's not him, with your gun, now your hands down, and at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Oh, shit. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Direct that's it. So right there, that's it. The judge should have stopped this this trial. I, I'm so dying to call it a farce because that's just the way I look at it. But the the judge should have stopped the trial right there and moved immediately, immediately to uh, self defense self defense protocol in a courtroom because he just proved the defense's case right there just by saying that. Because basically what the lawyer did was say, hey, look, the reason that Kyle shot you was because you were charging at him with your gun up. And he said, that's correct. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, definitely. That is an automatic, and he had a gun in his hand when he did it. So guess what? That is automatically self-defense. It doesn't matter how you play it. Um, It got better because then like a basic rule that you learn in law school on day one. On day one, like it's your first rule that you learn, you never question a witness on the stand about them asking for a lawyer and not talking to the police. The first day of the prosecution that the prosecution was up there, the first question that when Kyle was up there, they asked Kyle about the reason why he didn't talk to the police back then. Yeah, why he, uh, the the right to remain silent. I'm sorry. Correct. What. It, Repeat the Miranda for anyone who hasn't been arrested because you know it, not because you've been arrested, but because you were trained as a cop. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You I'm sorry, right wait. You have the right to an attorney. Repeat that again. You have the right to remain silent and anything you say. 90% of the time, cops will tell you too, if you, especially if you're acting a fool. Uh, the cops will tell you, hey, look, dude, you have the right to remain silent. 
Go ahead and exercise that right right now. Just do it for me. Keep your mouth shut. So that way I don't dump you off in a ditch somewhere or off the side of a bridge. Just stupid. Yep. But anyway, so he went on to question Kyle Rittenhouse exercising that right to, to basically plead the Fifth Amendment and uh, or his Fifth Amendment right. And uh, go figure. The lawyer asks about it and immediately the judge loses his effing mind. And the judge... I, it was a great ass chewing. I I sitting there watching it. Do you have that? Do you have the judge's ass chewing? That's the... what I'm looking for. I had it earlier. Okay. We're still looking for that one. But that was a great ass chewing. He literally lit into him. He's just like, that's something you learn. He had to excuse the jury. So understand this judge is already pissed because now he's got to ex- excuse the jury from the courtroom again. And then he just lays into this lawyer. And I know he wanted to say a lot more. And he's just like, there is no way that you're screwing up this bad. It just, this can't be happening. And the judge went after him and just beat him to death with his own shoes. It was impressive. I was, I was, I was impressed. I was sitting there going, holy crap, that's, that's a good one. Um, and on top of that, during all of this, we had, you know, Black Lives Matter pop back into the news again. And we had, uh, what's his name's cousin or brother or whatever? Um, George Floyd's brother. George Floyd's brother go and start threatening judges, uh, Jurors, and jurors, and he, he was threatened judges in a Minnesota case that's going on right now. He went, uh, he sent vocalized a threat to the jurors of the Rittenhouse that if they did not convict him, uh, Wisconsin would burn. That's exactly what he told them. And I, I was, I, I don't understand how he's still walking on the streets. I don't understand how he's not in a jail cell right right now, other than everybody in Minnesota is scared to touch him. Yeah, isn't that jury intimidation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, you, you go to jail for that. Uh, trying to threaten a judge is like, shit, that's an automatic 10 years in jail if you're found guilty. It, I don't even think there's a sentencing. It's just you've got 10 years in jail. Boom. Threatening the judge. Holy crap. Oh, and then you're on top of that, you're threatening jurors in another state. So now that's... That's a conviction going across state lines. So now it's a federal deal. So it's even worse on the federal side. I can tell you that because it's a green book I got right there. But it's just ridiculous. And nobody's doing anything about it. Do you think anybody's going to touch George George Floyd's brother? No, absolutely not. Yeah, why would they, right? I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. How would you do that? But then we get to move in. But then at the same time that all of this is going on. Well, hold on. So there's another thing going on in the Rittenhouse trial. Don't forget about the the HD video that the FBI withheld. Oh, well, that's another one. Right. Yeah. And Jack Posobiec and Human Events Daily actually broke it, found it. Yep. And then they had to put it in as evidence. Yep. Um, and then the prosecutor was also uh, went after one of the witnesses for getting his own lawyer. Yeah. I mean, with a prosecutor like Again. that, I'd damn skippy get a lawyer. Oh, and then and then on top of that, they had the guy who said, uh, at any time where you, uh, I mean, and the prosecutor now is questioning this guy, and, he, and he's sitting there talking to him. He's like, on the stand, in the courtroom, I'm sure everybody's been following this on court TV, so we don't really have too much images-wise because I, I know everybody's seen this. But the guy, he, the prosecutor asks the guy, he goes, uh, so at any time, I mean, I know we talked before, and I know there were tensions were high in the room, but... Uh, we never told you to change your statement. You know, we never did any of that. Uh, no, you did. 
uh, and then it was just like dead silence in the courtroom. And the de- I don't know if you all saw that, but the defense attorney in the background was like cracking up hysterically because the guy's just like, no, y- you did. You you told us to uh, not, you know, to change my statement. And uh, it, was, it was pretty bad for the prosecutor. You got that? Yeah. The judge asked you. I do. And a bunch of uh, uh, other clips as well. We should have put a montage together of those just because this trial's just been complete destruction from the get go, from the word go. Oh, great. It's an ad. Of course, it's always ads. Um, but here's a couple things that I've learned during the Rittenhouse trial, which I have to say, during the riots, I, I really didn't follow it that closely. And I figured it was self-defense because that's just how they go. Um, but at the same time, I, I can't say I, I paid that close attention. So most of what I heard was on the news media. What I learned from watching the trial, you know, remember when Biden called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist? I took that to mean that he, and it was during a Black Lives Matter protest, which I should have known that there weren't actually any black people at a Black Lives Matter protest. But regardless, did you know that all three of the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot were white? Yep. Not a single black person amongst them. Nope. And I guarantee you that there are millions of people across America that to this day think that Kyle Rittenhouse shot at least at least one of the people that he shot was black. I, in fact, I was on a Twitter space this morning um, with uh, Randout Rancast, and we were talking about this, and there was a black girl on there, a patriot, and she was like, wait, what? What do you mean? They're, none of them are black? I, I swear, the news was saying that they were black. Yeah, nope, nope, they're not. Um, and then the other thing, they made a big deal about him crossing straight li- state lines and bringing a gun across state lines. Uh, yeah, that's all bullshit, too, and that he had no business being in Kenosha. So it turns out his dad lives in Kenosha. It's only 20 miles away from the city that he lives in. Basically, Kenosha's on one side of the border. The little Illinois town that he lives in is on the other side of the border. His mom lives in Illinois. His dad lives in Kenosha. He works in Kenosha. He goes there every single day. I would say that he's a part of that community. Kind of gives him a reason to be there. And he absolutely had a reason to be there. So again, just more bullshit. Just another way that they are you know, pushing the narrative to try and make it fit what they want it to fit. Oh, oh and no, it doesn't. They, they are completely lying to you. And we've got more evidence of that tonight. It gets even worse and worse and worse. Uh, more uh, with some Bongino stuff that I got that I was like, wow, I just, I'm amazed. But either way, uh, yeah. Now, that, now, that's a lot of facts that people aren't aware of. Holy crap, how many ads are on this? Thing? I, I have no idea. Here we go. There we go, finally. This was the subject of a motion. I'm well aware of that. And the court left the door open. For me, not for you. My understanding of you should have come and asked for uh, for reconsideration. You did on the one motion. And in fact, I granted your motion for reconsideration. That was not a motion. I I, uh, not I I I did. I granted. We did not move. That was their motion. we have not filed any me, motions to reconsider in this case. That was their motion for reconsideration, which I denied. But uh, I said I denied it, or I indicated a bias towards denial is what I did. Held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that made it okay for you, without any advance notice, to bring this matter before the jury? 
You are already, you were, I, I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pause it, pause it, pause it. It's been pause basic it. law in this country. That's, that's the second time he chews his ass out. That's not the first one. The post-arrest silence is the first one. I know. Where he destroyed him. Yeah. This is the second one where he destroyed him. Yeah. And I, this is the second time this judge has gone off like this. And I got a secret for you folks. His phone went off in the courtroom. And it played God Bless America by Lee, Lee Greenwood. Greenwood. And uh, he also made a joke or a reference at lunch. He said, yes, we're having Asian food I hope lunch. it's not stuck on a, on a, on a cargo on a, ship. A cargo ship somewhere board. off the coast of California. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. Oh, shit. This judge thinks the same way I think we do. It's crazy, but. Here. 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know. You could tell right there. He wanted to say something else. He is pissed. Well, that's because he, he's, he's not the one that wants to be blamed for making a decision for a mistrial or calling a mistrial because it will be a decision on him. It will not be a decision on the court. It will be a decision coming directly from the, the bench. But I think he should have moved for a rule violation before. And that's uh, neither here nor there, though. Okay, so, and here is when, um, this is uh, the, the witness, the, the journalist who filmed most of what was going on. Yeah, especially with Kyle and yeah. what took place. Yes. Were you able to ascertain or make out who said that? At the time, no. Okay. No. And you see, right, Joseph Rosenbaum running after Kyle Rittenhouse. Is that about as close to the incident as you get? Uh. Did you see... Um, what Joseph Rosenbaum was doing as he was chasing Kyle Rittenhouse? So I was at the corner of the car source, and the first thing I did identify was that Rosenbaum was charging Kyle Rittenhouse from behind. And then as he's charging him into the car source parking lot, uh, a firearm goes off. You can see it in the frame at the top of the car. Can I ask you to stop you for a second? Yeah. Did you hear that real time? Hear it and saw it in real time. And as uh, the first firearm goes off, Rosenbaum is already charging Kyle from behind, uh, attempts to throw a bag at him. Not sure what's inside of it. Pause it, pause it the next time it's on the prosecutor. I just want you guys to look at his face because it's hysterical. This, okay. is, this is funny as all get out. And um, Kyle is right at the corner right there, in the car, car source, and turns around and Rosenbaum is lunging towards him very clearly, and Kyle fires. And do you see that with your eyes? Yes. I don't know. If you go back one. This go, is the prosecutor yeah. right here. And when you go back, and he said that about, you know, he could see it and hear it, and you see the prosecutor, he's just sitting there like, oh, my God, this is just getting worse for me.
It's horrible. It's funny as all get out. Okay. But anyway, continue. Yes. That night. Okay. Your contact with Kyle that evening was just in terms of what you observed, I'm asking. Did you observe him acting in an aggressive manner to anyone that you observed? In no way, shape, or form. The first time I saw Kyle, he actually de-escalated a situation. Did you observe him at any time... The first time I saw Kyle, he actually de-escalated a situation. Yep. And this is another one. Um, your videos that you have captured of these incidents that you call riots, they're very uh, slanted against the people who are rioting. You characterize them as Antifa, Black Lives Matter, rioters. Correct? Because they are rioting in the footage, yes, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> yes, I, I, I called them rioters because, look, they're rioting. I, I, I don't know how you say that any clearer. Uh, hey, look, dumbass, uh, I call them rioters because they're rioting. They're rioting. Kinda, what do you kinda, know? Kind of what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's been going on all week. It, it's If you haven't watched it, folks, this is something to watch. It's quite comical. I've... Before we close out with Kyle, uh, with, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse here, I just want to play Tucker's take on it. Um, because in case you guys weren't aware, and actually before I do that, I'm going to put up a, a picture real quick here, um, of Kyle Rittenhouse's quote-unquote victims. So the three people that he shot, right, two of them died, and one of them got shot in the arm. to get to it here and i think everybody's seen the funny you know memes with the the sausage and the glock in someone's hand and they're just hanging over the arm it's quite comical okay so these three guys here anthony huber convicted felon assault and battery domestic abuse false imprisonment illegal weapon gage gross Crutes, convicted felon felony burglary probation violation illegal weapon joseph rosenbaum this is the guy that got his arm shot. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This, this guy was killed. Yeah. Convicted felon, sex offender, level three offender, failure to maintain register status. This man would actually date single mothers with the express purpose of raping their young boys. He was convicted five times on sodomy, rape of a child between the ages of eight and 11. Yeah, there's so many issues there. I, uh, I don't even know what to tell you. Right? But why Why did Gross Crutes have a gun? I hear all this about, you know, oh, Kyle was under the age of 18. He shouldn't have, a, he shouldn't have had a gun. Um, by the way, he did not cross state lines with his gun. His gun was kept at his friend's house in Wisconsin where it was actually legal for him to have it. Correct. Because Wisconsin's an open carry state if it's a... Um, rifle or a, above. A, a yep. rifle more than 16 inches. Correct. Right. Which, With a barrel longer than 16 inches. Right, which I believe his his was. Although, yep. one point that they did make in the trial today was that no one measured it in front of the jury. So they tried to bring it up at the end because they were trying to include lesser charges because they know they're not going to get the big ones to stick. And the defense was like, well, how can you say that that was an illegal weapon? Did you measure it? You didn't measure it in front of us. No one knows. So they're kind of getting, they're like throwing shit against the wall right now to yep. see what sticks. Um, but let's look, let's look at uh, Tucker's take on it real quick before we move on to 
the next business. Yeah. A rapist called Joseph Rosenbaum was released from a mental hospital and then went directly to join the mob that was burning downtown Kenosha. Once he got to the riot, Rosenbaum saw Kyle Rittenhouse and immediately threatened to kill him. Rosenbaum then chased Rittenhouse and tried to pull the gun from his hands. When he did that, Kyle Rittenhouse shot him. So Joseph Rosenbaum died as he had lived, trying to touch an a rapist called Joseph Rosenbaum. Wait, wait a he, minute. He died as he lived, trying to touch a minor. That's what Tucker said. Well. <laughs> Tucker, Tucker's in straight out, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Tucker just doesn't care so while all this is going on okay you've got black lives matter coming back into the scene as well and a new york city black lives group member uh, leader threatened new york city mayor-elect eric adams with riots and bloodshed if adams restored new york city's police departments to anti-crime units which are the plainclothes units the ones that de blasio got rid of and uh adams is going to put them in because he knows they work but isn't he a Democrat? He is. He's a, he was also a cop. Uh-huh. And he knows that that works. And uh, so this guy came out and he made open threats on public television that everybody saw. I'm kind of confused again. How is this guy still on the street? How isn't this guy in jail? Because there's no cops to arrest him. Uh, so uh, the police... Uh, Anti-crime units were disbanded last year in rea reaction to the Black Lives Matter protests and the riots that called to defund the police departments. Adams, a Democrat who won election in the campaign on tough on crime agenda, uh, pledged to restore the New York City Police Department's anti-crime units, which good on him. Hey, he understands that it works. He knows it works. Uh, Adams met with leaders of the New York City Black Lives Matter movement in Brooklyn Borough Hall after the meeting, Hawk Newsom, the co-founder of Black Lives, Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, and his sister, Shavana Newsom, also the co-founder of the group, threatened civil unrest and violence if Adams kept his campaign pledge. Again, asking one more time, how the F is that guy not in jail? If he is threatening to burn the city down um, and kill white people, um, confused how he's not in jail. Because that's what they want. But you're allowed to, what, go back to jail? No, they want the city to burn. Oh, well, no, I know that. They want more riots in the street. They All want us fighting want each other. And he hasn't done this. One, this is the second time he's done it. This isn't the first time he's done it. This is the second time he's done it. Yeah, well, if he didn't get arrested for it the first time, then the second time is still the first strike. Oh, it's crazy, folks. Crazy, crazy. It's a crazy world hell, we live in. What the hell are we doing? So... Uh, real quick, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Um, we've got more to come. Uh, Lots more. We've got <laughs> we've got Biden again. Oh man, I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun. Nick's got some great Biden info. Yeah. Oh man, this this can be he a lot really of fun. This can be a lot of fun, folks. If you haven't heard it already, because I know uh, Bongino and I, I now know that me and Bongino have the same source in the White House. Excellent. So this is going to get interesting, folks. But. If you haven't heard it, I've got a little bit more than what Bongino put out, and I'm going to actually put it out because my guy told me – I don't know what Bongino's guy told him, but my guy told me, hey, don't sweat it. Just put it out. So I'm going to put it out, and we're just going to let it ride. Okay, but time for, for a break. We're taking a break real quick. We'll be right back. These allergies are killing me. And at this point, I don't know if it's allergies or if it's COVID because they seem like they've lasted forever. And it finally rained today and I still can't breathe. So I bit the bullet and I went on drstellamd.com today 
And I got us some hydroxychloroquine. There you go. Because you can save 5% with the promo code DEFIANT on both your teledoc visit and your prescription. And they will ship them to you from mom and pop pharmacies across the country. So when you go to drstellamd.com, right here, at the bottom, well, look, you can order her vitamin, which is amazing, her book, which is also fantastic, and then telehealth services with Dr. Stella. So you click on that, the telehealth services, and you register below. You book your consultation here. If you're currently sick, they will send your prescription to a local pharmacy to you, and you can go pick it up from there. If you just want it for preventative health um, because you're feeling a little off, but you don't think you have full-blown COVID, then they will ship it directly to you. So the visit, the teledoc visit was $150. The hydroxychloroquine was $115. They do have ivermectin as well. That's a little bit pricier. That's running $470. However, you get 5% off of all of that with the promo code DEFIANT, Defiant. at yep. drstellamd.com. And uh, they're a little bit behind because they have a lot of people going on right now. So they're a couple days behind, but better to do it now. So need, and, you- need and not have, or need, <laughs> better to need and uh, to have and not need than to need and not, or need and not have. Exactly. So we'll be getting our hydroxychloroquine here in the next week or two. Um, it'll be shipped directly to our house and we saved 5% as well. Yep. So go on there, use promo code DEFIANT, and save yourself 5% off of hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. And uh, enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. Uh, VLN obviously didn't take my advice halfway through, but... Here we go. Thank you for your service to our country. And I just want to tell you, I know you're a little younger than I am, but, uh, you know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. And Satchel Page, on his 47th birthday, pitched a win against Chicago. (laughs) And all the press went in and said, Satch, it's amazing. 47 years old, no one's ever, ever pitched a win at age 47. How do you feel about being 47? He said, boys, that's not how I look at it. I said, how do you look at it, Satch? I said, I look at it this way. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? I'm 50 years old, and the ambassador's 47. But all kidding aside, Mr. Ambassador, thank you for your service during World War II, as well as your service as an ambassador. And thank you for raising such a fine man, Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State. What the fuck? <laughs> all right. So first, I'm going to start so out just destroying the, that. The great Negro, Satchel. <laughs> if Trump went up and called anybody the, the great, great Negro, Negro, oh, he would have been canceled immediately. It, we, I mean, the, We'd the still entire be country it. would be burning right now. Yep, Absolutely. riots in the streets. Absolutely. I mean, they would they would probably take him out and lynch him. More than likely. Seriously. It, it, I, and what, Biden, what's he talking just, about though? I, I don't, he said I don't that he was know. fifty years old. He's he fifty has, years old. 
He is not 50. Well, he he was probably 50 years old when the great Negro Satchel was playing baseball. I, I, and then he said the ambassadors who fought in World War II, okay, who have to be at least 90 years old, if not older now. They have to be 90 or plus. Yes. 90 or more. Yes. And he said they're 47. What the fuck is he talking about? I, again, I he's he's obviously demented and I mean, one of the primary symptoms of dementia or, or Alzheimer's is regression into the past. Yes. Oh, right? Well, it's Pe- regression to a time frame. Exactly. People don't remember people that are as severely incapacitated as Biden is. Don't They don't remember the day that they're in right now, but yep. they remember things that happened 50 years ago like they're going on right now. Correct. And that's what Biden is living in right now. So first of all, for everyone out there that is listening to us, if you're a veteran, uh, first I want to give you my, and I know veterans don't say this to veterans, but I just wanted to say, look, if you're a veteran, you're listening to us, happy Veterans Day. Uh, thank you for your service. I know we don't say that to each other because that's just really, it feels gay. Uh, I get it. I don't say that. I do not. I don't do it to other veterans. I had a buddy t- tell me that yesterday, and he was in the Navy, though, so he's okay with that. But I was like, dude, <laughs> veterans don't talk about – don't veterans don't say that to veterans. Get the hell out of here. And uh, But in all seriousness, though, seriously, remember, we're part of the 3%, and if you served in time of war and you fought, you're part of the 1%, and that's even a bigger bowl to be a part of. And it just shows that – this guy is so disconnected. He doesn't even know what's up, down, left, right, center. And as you can see from his polling numbers, which continue to plummet, much like the Titanic did, um, it ain't getting good. But he's apparently winning the battle against Camel Toe. Well, well because she, she's at twenty eight percent. Well, where the hell has she been? Um, she's calling for tree equity. Yeah. Well, we'll get. Is that coming up? Tree tree equity. Yeah. Is that next? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can play it now. This is pretty crazy too, folks, because I guess trees are racist. I have a white oak in the backyard, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm a supremacist. And then uh, a couple other people I know, they've like, uh, we just had Pete on from Liberty Lighthouse, and he had, uh, what was it, a black orchid in the back? Yeah. So I guess he's he's done he's too. Canceled. Yep. He's canceled. He's canceled. Okay, here's here's good old camel toe. Oh, look I at sh- that social distance, distancing she's doing. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, um... A little scared there, camel toe. I mean, I was going to say something about how she's sitting, but I'm not going to. Climate adaptation strategies. Can you measure um, trees? Part yes. of that data that you're referring to in, a, in EJ's environmental justice. But you can also track by race their averages in terms of the number of trees in the neighborhood where people live. Climate Race of people's you, trees you in can, the neighborhood. You can track the race live. of where people live based on how many trees are in the neighborhood. Is that racist or what? Uh, that's the most racist thing I've ever heard. Uh, okay, sure, Camel Toe. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but that's just another, that's a perfect example. This administration is so set on dividing us as a country. This is another example of them doing their damnedest to divide us as a country. I'm going to call your trees racist. I'm going to call the pavement that you drive on racist. I'm going to call, oh, well, you went behind that white door. That makes you a white supremacist. How dare you? Okay, well, 
as a veteran, I know you don't like to say thank you for your service to other veterans. And you and I have had this discussion many, many times because as well, far as I you're just concerned, said it. I know you did. It was just a job. So um, I know it you just, I, well, no, that, I, that's I just how you it considered it. I know you did. To every, I know you did. And I'm, I'm going to say it as well um, because my amazing husband and all of you brothers and sisters in arms with him have risked your mental, spiritual, and physical health to keep our country safe, to, to fight for our freedom. And I hate to say, please stay strong because you may be called on to do it again. It's a scary thought. From the bottom of my heart, I deeply appreciate you. And I truly thank you for your continued service to this nation. And so did the real president. On this Veterans Day, I'd like to pay tribute to all of those incredible people, and you are indeed incredible people, who serve so well and so strong and so powerfully in the United States Armed Forces. We love you, our nation respects you, the world respects you, and we will come back. Our country has gone through a lot. The last period of time has been very, very tough, watching what you had to watch but our country will be back and will be back stronger than ever. Happy Veterans Day. Well, hold on. The one thing I want to point out here, just real quick. I just want you all to look at this. I, I didn't see him referring to Satchel Page at any time. Or Nor did I hear him say, well, he was a great Negro baseball player at the Negro Leagues. Yeah, no, this was a real presidential Veterans Day speech. Just, just throwing that out. Heartfelt there. and sincere. Uh, he wasn't trying to divide anybody. He was actually saying, hey, look, vets, y'all did a hell of a job for us. We appreciate it. I, I don't know. I, uh, but I got more news on that front because um, I, I, one of my sources reached out to me uh, the other day. I didn't get a chance to call him back until earlier this morning. I called him pretty early this morning. He was not happy with me. He's a little pissed off, actually. <laughs> but long story short. Um, the news cycle moves too fast for anyone to sleep anymore. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he uh, told me that there's a bunch of Secret Service agents that are about to come out um, as basically whistleblowers about Joe Biden and his habits and behavior in the White House. Apparently at night, Joe Biden likes to walk around. Would you at least say something or throw something at me or do something to get my attention? You pain in my ass. Um, he, he Apparently, Joe Biden likes to walk around the White House often nude at night, and um, he shits everywhere, and he yells at pictures. And uh, the Secret Service aren't coming out about that. That's not what they're coming out about. They're coming out about the fact that uh, the guy has absolutely lost his effing mind, and they're really scared that this guy is going to fall down the stairs in the White House because you got to remember, the residence, the residence is completely open to the first family. They can move about the residence, and uh, almost the first two floors uh, is the residence. There's two floors of the White House that are just for the residence. Um, and they can walk around that place, and there's big stairs there. You've seen them come down the stairs before. Uh, they come down the stairs, and they walk around the banister, and they're standing there, and they get introduced, and the band plays, and all that other stuff. That's all stuff that's all guarded from the outside. There's no actual agents on the inside except for a couple. And those agents aren't there 24-7. Well, 
maybe they should be. Maybe they can consider posting an Asian outside of Biden's well, room at night. Well, what they did was they moved a uniform guard to the top of the stairs. And now one of the posts that the uniform guards have to stand is at the top of the stairs. So Biden doesn't fall down and crack his head. Exactly. And this has been one of the big fears is that this guy's going to kill himself on their watch. And they obviously it'd be a real bad thing if the president died on your watch and you're a Secret Service agent. Obviously, we found that out under Kennedy. Um, that's just not a good thing. Anyway, long story short, the same thing's going on here in the White House, and apparently it's happening a lot more often than the rest of us know about. This guy's walking around shitting himself everywhere. I mean, now, he's, is he shitting on the floors or is he shitting in a diaper? No, he's shitting on. He's butt naked. Jesus. He is walking around butt naked, yelling at pictures on the walls, yelling at George Washington, yelling at Abraham Lincoln. And where's his wife? Where's his caretaker? No idea. I mean, you would think, and honestly. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. As horrible as Biden is, I feel sorry for the man. No, I I, do. I really do. This is straight up this, elder abuse. This is not humor. <clears throat> this is like literally, I'm, this is, I can't believe this is going on. I mean, we make fun of him, but at this point, it's, there's, it's just sad. It's so obvious that there's such a problem there and nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody even cares. No, they don't. And on top of that. He, he says some of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard out of any president, any sitting president. We are the laughing stock of the world right now. Absolutely. Not only for our stupid mask mandates, but our vaccine mandates have just shocked other countries to the point that they don't even believe that we're still the United States of America. That, that's actually, I got to tell you folks, that's a sign to the communists that we're weak. That's a scary thought, especially with what's going on in China right now, which we'll get into a little bit. But I also have some other stuff about New World Order stuff there that's going to blow your mind. But on top of that, then they talk about that. They talk about the taxes in the – what the U.S. – you know that he's contemplating shutting down another pipeline Oh, I think in that's, America? that's going forward. Uh, they said uh, – not Pisaki, not Piznazi, but the uh, – her – Whatever. Underling. Her underling. Is well, she even back yet? Yeah, she, she came back today. Oh, damn. Oh, I, no, I've got a clip on that, too. It's fun. I was hoping she died. Um, actually, I, I might play that one I, right no, now. I wasn't hoping for it. Let me re re refrain from saying that. I, I, I mean, maybe I was thinking about it. Maybe maybe a little bit. Um, but I... Uh, I mean, because she is fully vaccinated, so it would have been kind of not so ironic. So. Here. So, uh, good old... Piznazi back. Peter Ducey. Oh, slamming it already. One last question, if I can quickly. Across this country, we've seen this new phenomenon lately. Chanted at sporting events and on signs. The phrase is, let's go Brandon. A sort of code for a profane slogan attacking President Biden. What does the president make of that? I don't think he spends much time focused on it or thinking about it. One last question. If wow, that's hysterical. That's because he doesn't spend much time on doing anything much or thinking about anything he probably has no idea what it means just like he he really hasn't taken time to sit there and think about the bills he's signing and one of the biggest ones is obviously this uh 1.2 trillion dollar porculus bill yeah that really has nothing to do with infrastructure um has nothing to do with anything more um but he he apparently felt the need that he needed to talk about it but uh, it's really weird because I've got this CNS news article here in front of me uh, that there's $283,927,000 of federal tax collections set a record. It, that was just in October. 
So, folks, you, you remember all that money that they said that the middle class wasn't going to be taxed? Uh, Biden lied again. And here's the lie. The federal government, according to the monthly Treasury statement, collected a record of $283,927,000,000 in total taxes in October, which was the first month of the fiscal 2022 cycle. The federal spending of $448,983,000,000 in October, which is the second highest ever for the first month of any fiscal year. That was just our first month. So the reason I, I, I grabbed this article is because of this. $283,927,000,000 were collected in taxes. However, in spending, we spent $448,983,000,000,000 in October alone. Our taxes don't even come close to cover what we're spending. It doesn't matter if he raises the taxes or not. We're never going to zero balance it. We're never even going to get close. We don't have enough people in this country to tax because illegals do not pay taxes when they jump the border. But Biden doesn't care about that. He just sees that as another vote. So why bring all these people into this country and spend all this ridiculous amount of money? Where are the conservatives being trying to conserve anything here? That is my big question. Those 13 Republicans that voted yes on this infrastructure package, I want to beat them with nothing because uh, we don't condone violence on the show, but I am very angry. <laughs> it's just crazy that we've collected all these taxes in one month and we're not even close to what we spent in one month. Not even close. We're, we're I, I, I can't even do the math. It's so much I can't even do it. So, and I was looking for this story because I had it up um, a little bit ago, but uh, I want to say it was the Washington Examiner. More people have quit their jobs in the past month. They set the record for people quitting their jobs. The previous record was set the month before. Yeah. Where are they getting all these taxes from? Where are they getting all this tax revenue from with literally like almost 5 million people a month quitting their jobs? I have no idea. That's a great question. But how are they going to keep doing this when inflation is out of fucking control? Well, let's see. Because you went to the grocery store when? Just today, right? I went to the grocery store today. Okay. How yeah. much money did you spend at the grocery store today? Just a round dollar. $100. Okay, $100. Yep. When you... Let's go back a year. Oh, I could have easily bought two or three times as much food for $100 as what I bought today. Okay, so let's... Easily. So Bacon right now is ten between 10 and $13 a pound. Literally. Yeah. yeah. $10 no, a pound for yeah, bacon. Yeah. That is insane. Okay, well, let's, let's talk... Let's get into that real quick because the real average of hourly earnings accounting for inflation actually decreased... 0.5% for the month, okay? But a 0.9% inflation increase negated 4% of the rise in wages. So your actual money that you earned, okay, it was negated by the inflation because now your dollar's not worth as much. You're not getting as much bang for your buck. Um, unless you got a 20% raise this year. Well, this month. This was just a month. This was just in a month. 
Well, I'm saying 20% because um, they do not count gas or food into the mix, into the algorithm when they calculate how much inflation is, right? So that 5 to 6% inflation, which is still insane to have 5 to 6% inflation. I mean, that's that's but unheard of. 9% inflation? That's it that's even more insane. At 9% inflation is just ridiculous. But that's not actual inflation. Actual inflation right now is closer to like 25 to 30%. Well, that that's the in, it accounted inflation. That is not the overall inflation. Overall inflation is obviously going to be more. But the com- consumer confidence has been sliding, not sliding. And as this author put it, which is really good in this article, I've already sent to Belen, but and you'll see it in our Telegram, but it, it, it's actually hysterical. He said, it's been sinking like the Titanic. Oh, is what's funny. written, which is up nearly 5% normally over any fiscal year, has declined to 1.2% in real terms. 1.2% is consumer, consumer confidence. confidence is at 1.2%. So, folks, if you have not gone shopping for Christmas yet, go shopping now. Because if you don't, tomorrow, prices could be through the freaking roof on everything. You want to get all your stuff today as best you can because you're going to get it at the lowest price. And this is about to hit us really bad too, especially me and VLEN because we're trying to get rid of our house. But selling your house right now, you could take a substantial hit because the housing markets are about to feel all of this as well. Well, we're we're hoping to play it correctly so that we sell it at premium right before the bubble bursts and then buy our new house at rock bottom prices. So that would be fantastic. The real crazy part is consumers have been responded by ramping up their inflation expectations, which historically has been close to the gasoline prices. Cost at the pump has swelled to over 49.6% over the past 12 months, and the Labor Department reported on Wednesday in the Consumer Pricing Index reading. The New York Federal Reserve, the most recent survey of inflation expectations, released Monday, okay, indicated that consumers expect inflation to run at a 5.7% pace over the next year. Every month, 5.7%. Yeah. So you're looking at inflation being at the end of 2022, a little over 35%. And cumulative, yes. That that basically means the dollar is going to plummet. The stock market's going to crash. I hate to break it to you, but if you guys have money in the stock market... And this is what makes it crash, but you got to pull it out because it's going to be worthless here in about five minutes. I'm not real sure about crypto either. Crypto is starting to go through the roof and I don't know shit about crypto and I'm not giving anyone financial advice. I'm just saying if you can't hold it in your hand, if you can't feel it, touch it, look at it, stand on it, basically land, gold, and silver, don't buy it. So there is uh, also uh, top... Top 10 or the top list of states uh, under the uh, tax bracket under the new Democratic bill. Um, so this is what tax brackets are going to. So, for instance, um, if you are one of those people that live in New York, your new tax bracket or your new taxes will be a total of 66.2 percent. But just below them is California, 64.7%. Jersey is 63.2%. Hawaii at 62.4%. Washington, D.C., 62.2%. Oregon, 62%. Minnesota, 61.3%. Maryland, 604 And Vermont, 602 And that's just the top 10. Um, tell me something. Is there something there you notice about the top 10 states there that I just talked about? Yeah, they're all blue. No, they're run by Democrats. Yeah, they're all blue. 
Um, Kansas is on there, 59.6. Connecticut, 58.4. South Carolina, 58.4. Georgia, 57.2. We're still up there. I mean, we're not very far off. Um, Wait, 57.2 what? That's what we have to pay in taxes this year? That would be your tax percentage, yeah. For both federal and state combined. Uh, Oklahoma, 56.2. This just goes back to what I say. We're not paying taxes anymore. Fuck them. Wyoming's at the bottom of the list. And guess what? Every state, every state is under, is over 50% now. Every single state is over 50%. Because Wyoming rounds out the end of the list with 51.4% in taxes. Do that. Does that include states that don't have a state income tax? Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot one of our biggest listeners. I'm sorry. Hey, Florida. We'll let you know, Florida. Stand by. Florida, uh, you know what? I'm going to do Florida and Colorado just because I'm really, I was really impressed with what I saw in Colorado. Colorado, you're going to be at a 56% increase, period. Sorry, Josh. Uh, you'll be paying 56. Oh, Florida, 51.4%. So you're still over 50. So it's still going to suck for you. So how is it that if you have no state income tax, your taxes are over 50%? Yeah. How is that possible? Federal taxes. Your federal taxes are over 50%. Yep. So, Oh, Texas. Texas, you too. You're at 51.4. So literally lower. half of your paycheck is going to the federal government for them to give your hard-earned money to illegal aliens, tree equity, uh, Black Lives Matter. What, what else is your money going? What else is our money going to? Uh, pretty much everything that we don't want going Racist on. Racist bridges and roads. Big government yep. uh, stuff that I don't want. Uh, and then there's the story about the... Dirty oil from OPEC. Lying about the taxes uh, going up on the middle class. So while the taxes are going up on the middle class because inflation in and of itself is a huge tax on the middle class. When it costs you more to get to and from work, if if your gas and your childcare costs more than your paycheck, it's not worth it. Well, it... This is where it gets even worse because the inflation's not just on inflation alone. It's not on money. Because Manchin's playing this bit uh, for Leanne. Leanne, listen up. Manchin again, she's trying to hold the line. I, I he, He's faltered so many times. He's I, holding out for something that he wants for himself. Yeah, I'm, I think he's trying to push for a, a yep. re-election. I don't think West Virginia is going to go for it, though. I, I'm, I don't know. I think maybe he's holding out for something he wants for himself personally. No. Well, it's, either way. Something in uh, a Manchin's bill, something for on, a state, something for something, something for his pocket. Who knows? Manchin's playing this deal. He may delay the Biden social spending plan uh, over uh, over inflation. And he would that would be accurate. I mean, he's not he's not saying the wrong things. He's just not agreeing in the right places. That's my problem with Manchin. Um Either way, Manchin uh, is to punt President Biden's Build Back Better agenda until next year, later next year, potentially killing a quack deal on the $1.75 trillion package uh, people are familiar with. Uh, and this came from Axios. Axios is reporting on this now because they're, everybody's beginning to see. And, and I got to agree with Bongino on this. He called this the Dawkins, uh, the Dawkins effect or the, yeah, Dawkins. It was Dawkins, right? Yeah. Mayor Dinkins, sorry, Dinkins, Dinkins, Dinkins the effect. Dinkins effect. Uh, if you don't remember, back in the eighties, uh, New York City had a mayor. His name was uh, David Dinkins, and uh, he won. He was a Democrat. Um, he was horrible for the city. He destroyed the city, uh, and then Rudy Giuliani came in behind him and cleaned it all up. And uh, one of the big problems with Dinkins was 
what they said, even towards the end, even the press in New York, um, New York Times was doing it, and I got some, I got some poop on them too. But even the New York Times was saying that you know, Dinkins wasn't a bad Democrat; he was just a bad leader. You're starting to hear that now in the mainstream media about Biden. Biden's not a bad Democrat; he's just a bad leader. Well, he seems as surprised by what he seems more surprised by what's going on. As far as inflation and the, pr- the price do. of gas. I mean, yeah, yeah, so listen to him right here. Gallon of gas? It's some parts. Do you ever think you'd be paying this much for a gallon of gas? In some parts of California, they're paying $4.50 a gallon. Do you ever think you'd be paying this What? Much? Yeah. No, no, no. Cal- California's paying $7.50 $7.50. It's, it was four fifty in Colorado. It was. Hell, it's three fifty here. It's $3.50 here. I know. It's insane. But he is, do you ever think you'd be paying so much for a gallon of gas? Yes, fucktard, because you shut down the pipeline and the you're about thing, to shut down another one. Yeah, the, the two things that were keeping us alive, you're about to kill. And, oh, by the way, all those people that are on that pipeline, now they're going to be looking for jobs too. Yep. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen that movie Titanic, but you might want to go buy it, back and watch it because and just put like Biden's, uh, let's go Brandon on the side of the boat because that's exactly what's happening here. This is horrible. This is like, I, I can't even believe this. I, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime, but it well, is what it is. You want to hear what Nancy Pelosi had to say about it? Uh, go for it. Okay. We're getting our, we're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's, most of the product that we've done is, except now we, we may have added in the last day or so. <laughs> and some what? of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a uh, hearing. Is she, it, Bernie doesn't like hearing. Hey, is dementia like contagious? I don't know. I think she's drunk. But hold on. Bernie loves hearing. (laughs) Mansion doesn't want hearing in the bill and all that stuff. Um, So somebody sent it, oriented, and then we had the family medical need. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in. What the hell? Mansion doesn't like it. So, um, uh, So we are getting some... Third and privilege. I think I think most of are getting privilege scrub, because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Bird, uh, no, it's important. It's what it's, the fuck is she talking I don't about? Know, but we gotta keep going. She's hammered. I know. Have to take it out, but privilege violation can take you out. So so we're again getting that as we go along as well. But when we pass the bill, then they will. <laughs> See it in its aggregate and make uh, some. Any concerns that any of this is quote messaging because that they have to oh my take God, some I'm of horrified. those things out regardless, no matter what you send over. She's straight up drinking vodka. Not no, no, we're not sending messaging bill, but we uh, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or bird bath or privilege scrub. <laughs> what? I, I shot the toaster. The duck cowed and exercises moved. Bathing exercises we're engaged in. And, um, uh, what the f- privilege scrub and F. bird baths? And I don't know. What is she know. talking about? I don't know. These, uh, Speaker of the House, ladies and gentlemen. These can are the we, people can we, that are leading our country. Can I get a, okay. a slow golf clap? Speaker of the House, folks. Speaker of the House. Man, I'm so impressed. Biden is Biden is letting 
long, loud farts rip in front of the royals. And yeah, that one, that one made the news for a good week. And, well, because, you know, Camilla just couldn't stop she talking like, about it. it. She, <laughs> she was like, like man, some, that smells good, Joe. What'd you eat? Shit. Had some roses. <laughs> I went to your garden, and, ate some tulips. And, and Nancy forgot her teeth, and she's drinking vodka on camera. Like, what the fuck? No. I, I can't. I, I love the hands. The hands are the best part of that. Because she's like, you know... And I know you guys aren't watching. If you guys are listening on, you know, whatever. But if you're not watching on Rumble, I'm just throwing my hands up in weird ways. It's just weird. It's just funny. We literally, we live in a clown world. I, upside I, down. I, upside down clown world. By, by definition. I All know. Right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So we were excited to have Dr. Mark Sherwood on a few weeks ago. And in fact, he'll be on again uh, regularly every couple of weeks. And he and his wife... Dr. Michelle have a foundational medicine clinic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, they also have a free ebook. If you go to Sherwood.tv backslash Patriot Party, you can sign up for their free ebook. And the great thing about their book and their functional medicine business is that it doesn't just treat your body, it also treats your mental health, and your spiritual health. And I think too many doctors these days neglect the spiritual health especially, but mental health as well. They just push medicines that make you need more medicines. It's a revolving door for big pharma. But at the Sherwoods Functional Medicine Clinic and with their ebook and their line of vitamins and supplements, they treat the entire body. They treat your physical health, your mental health, and your spiritual health. And in today's world, that is incredibly important. So go to Sherwood.tv backslash Patriot Party and get the free ebook, or go to Sherwood.tv and you can learn all about how to stay healthy. Uh, they have a 120-day health transformation. It's really fantastic. And I believe you can also use the promo code, isn't it, uh, Patriot Party? Patriot Party. And that'll save you... 10%, 10% I, believe. I believe, off the order. So, uh, again, another great Patriot, another great Patriot organization to go uh, get yourself better, get more healthy, get better healthy, get learn about becoming more healthy, learn about, you know, using the proper supplements and the proper uh, natural things instead of going to a pharma uh, pharmacological doctor who's going to prescribe you everything and then some underneath the sun, which is just putting more toxins in your body. Learn how to do it naturally. So uh, definitely go there, check them out. Again, you're helping out another great patriot. You're helping us out. Give it a shot. See what happens. Uh, you might be surprised. Okay. All right, folks. And we're back. And we come back. And this one actually really caught me by surprise. But uh, do you know the Pennsylvania Department of Health refuses to provide full COVID-19 death data? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, across the world, they are revising their COVID death statistics. Um, they're changing it from people who died with COVID to people who died from COVID, like we've been saying from pretty much the very beginning. Except for one country. What country, or actually a couple countries? That would be us. Yeah, we're one of them. Uh, but I want to say, I think it was Italy uh, that revised their numbers. And so now it was actually only 7% of their total number died from COVID. So there was a FOIA request that was sent to the CDC. This FOIA request uh, was specifically requesting data on three different issues within uh, the COVID sphere, if you will. The first one was how many people had died 
uh, because of COVID. How many people died uh, with COVID? And the third, or no, I'm sorry. How many people died from the vaccine? And how many people reported injuries from the vaccine? No, and there was, no, it was... Um, Injuries and death or something like no, that. No, it was how many people who got COVID, who, who recovered from COVID... Oh, that's right. ...the first yep. time uh, were reinfected and transmitted it to somebody else. Yep, by, f- and were vaccinated. No, no, that were not vaccinated. Oh, we're not vaccinated. How many unvaccinated people okay. who recovered from COVID, so they had natural immunity, yep. got COVID a second time and transmitted it? Yep. And the CDC came back with no, no. What was the second part of that though? There was there's three total parts to it. That was that was the part. No, of, that was the only part of the FOIA request that I saw. That was, was the answer that I got. The the other one was like how many people from or uh, how many people had received the vaccine and transmitted COVID, and then the third one was like how many people who had were fully vaccinated and died from COVID, and the CDC came back and. There was a lot of talk about this. Like, uh, it made it out there. It was over Twitter and everything else. And uh, not that I'm a part of Twitter, but I heard that it was out there in Twitter land. And people were reporting on this. And the part of the story that they were missing, or I I think the bigger part of the story that they were missing, they were trying to make up something. Remember, if you have evidence and – or if you don't have evidence or negative evidence, as I'd like to call it, doesn't prove that there is evidence – so the lack of evidence is not evident of ev- anything. The only part of that that I thought was really important that people should have paid attention to, which I think is the most important part of this, is the part that, hey, by the way, the CDC, because the CDC sent a letter out, and they said, look, uh, very well put. They said, look, we've reviewed the data that you asked for. And of the data that you asked for, we have no records concerning any one of those topics. Hmm. I, I, so I, I thought about that for a minute when I read that. And I said, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that the CDC is not collecting any information on any of that? And they're not. Correct. And so uh, something else came out this past week that was really interesting concerning how they conducted the trials initially for the Pfizer vaccine. And this came from a Pfizer whistleblower who was involved in the first round of testing before the vaccine was released to the general public. And this person has come out and said that it was the worst run test ever in the history of vaccine trials. They... First off, they were leaving people's personal medical information out like on clipboards on the wall where the janitor could see them. So nothing was secured. They were not following up with adverse events at all. They weren't even documenting adverse events. It was the most shoddily run trial ever. And when... Is, is shoddily a word? Yes, I mean, it is. I mean, you're like an English man. No, shoddily is a word. Okay. It absolutely is. Make it sure. And when it got to the point where there were more adverse reactions than what they wanted. Do you know what they did? They falsified the data. They hid them. They literally changed the records. So the number of adverse events versus the number of non-adverse events, they basically flipped them. So well, well, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. And now they're going after our children. Well, yeah, but the, the first part is the reports were ordered by the House. Uh, this came from Epic News. Uh, this is Pennsylvania Department of Health refused to provide full COVID-19 death data. Uh, the reports were ordered uh, by the House anonymous. Un- 
unanimously uh, approved in a resolution in November 2020 requiring Legislative Budget and Finance Committee uh, to review the Department of Health's reporting of the COVID-19 testing and death statistics. State Representative Klunk uh, sponsored the legislation, the House Res Re uh, Resolution 1087. Nothing that thought throughout the pandemic um, there have been discrepancies of information published by the Department of Health, including thousands of COVID-19 positive cases being removed from the daily totals. Days there were significant statistical anom anomalies in the data, uh, accumulating of data and COVID-19 being listed as a factor of death when the cause of death was something else. The LBFC was tasked with providing ro rolling reports continuing until 90 days after Governor Tom Wolf's emergency declaration ends. The declaration ended in June. Five months later, the LBFC issued its first report in a PDF on November 10th and being delayed due to the lack of information. The LBFC is a bipartisan body made up of state representatives and the senators. It returned... I can't even speak tonight. Routinely, I can't even, routinely, routinely. There we go. Conduct studies within the Pennsylvania state government. Our intent was to review the death data and certificates and records of individuals who had COVID-19 listed on their death records. Uh, the report reads, although the information from the LFBC sought was generally confidential under the state's 1953 vital statistics law, the law provides exceptions to the confidentiality, allowing for the Department of Health to share the information with the government agencies. The law also permits the sharing of information for research. However, the L LBFC's request for death records was denied, nor did they provide any pertinent information concerning the request issued by the state house. Is that not, that's just scary. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how to say it any other way. That's just scary. I mean, you, you think about that. You're like, what the, f what are people doing? What, how many people, I, I got to say, we were in Colorado. I didn't meet a whole lot of people in Colorado that I thought were like completely sold on how bad COVID is. I saw a lot of people in the opposite direction. And I got to say, it was almost liberating. But then every once in a while, we pump, bumped into somebody who had like eight masks on their face with a plastic shield covering their face. Oh, yeah. And they were wrapped in a plastic bag. And I was kind of like... You what, should just stay in your house. What are you thinking? Yeah, seriously, don't even. If, if you're that scared, don't even. Go don't outside. even go outside. Seriously, what? I I don't even understand how liberals go and get groceries. I really don't. I, like they have to be scared of dying just walking outside their door. I think so. I mean, I, I'm not scared of. But they're not scared of lining their kids up to have some experimental gene therapy injected into them with no long-term data on side effects or fertility or death or myocarditis or any of that in children. Oh, no. Well, we know that. They, they have no problem with that. So uh, this came out. This is actually from Team Tucker. Uh, Moderna to test COVID-19 vaccine on infants as young as six months old. Six months old. The vaccine clinical trial called Kid Cove is being carried out at 79 locations across 13 states and will involve roughly 13,275 participants between the ages of six months and 11 years old in its entirety. Pause that because they've already had 685 fuck-ups in that little bit they've done because they had kids being injected with adult doses of covid 19 Oh, no, that's happening at like CVS and Walgreens. Yeah, no, they've already had 800 and some odd freaking mm -hmm. mistakes where a kid received an adult dose of COVID. 
Yeah. Well, um, in order to prevent heart attacks in children, Pfizer is adding an ingredient. It's called uh, trimethamine. Trimethamine. Okay, it's a blood acid reducer. It's used to stabilize people with heart attacks. So instead of using saline as a stabilizing agent in the vaccines, they are using trimethamine for the children's vaccines. Okay, here we go. Here's what... How does that react with graphene oxide? Well, here are the known side effects of trimethamine as it is. Now, mind you, they only give this to people, adults who are literally about to die from a heart attack, right? I mean, this is a serious, serious drug. This isn't just something, it's not like taking a baby aspirin for a heart attack. This causes respiratory dis, uh, depression, local irritation, tissue inflammation, injection site infection, febrile response, chemical phlebitis, venospasm, so vein spasms, uh, hypervolemia, IV thrombosis. Uh, That's ex- hypervolemia. Okay. Uh, extra vasation with possible necrosis and sloughing off of tissues, transient decreases in blood glucose concentrations, hypoglycemia, and hepatocellular necrosis with infusion via low-lying umbilical venous catheters. So basically, okay, this is only supposed to be injected directly into a vein. This is not supposed to go into a muscle because all of the tissue around it will necrose off. It will die. You will end up with a big black hole in your arm or your child will. Are they injecting the mRNA vaccines into veins? No, they just, uh, they do it right into tissue. They stuck it right into a muscle. And this is what they're putting in your children. Okay. This is what's going in the children. And you want to know how they can put it in this, this without any kind of approval? Uh, Because it's under emergency use. Exactly. Emergency use authorization. And under emergency use authorization, they can inject, they can include, they can add any ingredient they want without any additional approval or testing or anything like that. That's how they got away with putting the graphene oxide in there. So yeah, it's no joke. They're coming after our children. Yeah. Here, here's how. Here's one example of how they're coming after your Uh, kids. This is, this is, uh, folks, this is, I, I don't know about you all. But I'm just going to say this right now before this starts. This is fucking scary. So you should no longer take your medical advice from Joe Rogan. Now you, t- you should take it from Sesame Street. That's so much better. With uh, Sanjay Gupta. Do you Gupta. know about Oh, oh no, Amita, this is from my COVID vaccine. My mommy and my papi took me to get it this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rosita, that's great. Getting the COVID vaccine is a great way to stay healthy. See, my mommy and my papi said that it will help keep me, my friends, my neighbors, my abuela, all healthy. Your parents are absolutely pause right. It, pause it, pause you it, know, pause COVID it. vaccines are I just, now available. I just want you to show, I, I just want to show something to y'all. Uh, uh, just take a long look at this picture that's on the screen there. All right. I just want you to take five minutes and just look at it. Just burn that image into your head. Uh, what do you see there? Big bird. What? Are, wh- I got you. Forget the characters. Give me the colors that you see there. Oh, bright primary colors. Yeah, but... Okay. What are you getting at? Start looking at your conspiracy side. Start using your conspiracy side of your head. Start looking at that from more of a a death-related... 
I see two human beings that are dressed in very dark colors. I see a bunch of bright-looking characters. And where are the two humans? On the end? Yeah. Book ending that. Mm-hmm. Like, look, everybody in between there is going to die. They are. Bingo. By the way, we're eating Big Bird for Thanksgiving because he died from the COVID vaccine. Sweet. And, hold on, we're going to finish this, but and, yeah. and then I have, I have other sad news for the holidays. Hold on for children five years and older. And the more people who get them, the better we're going to be able to help stop the spread of COVID and keep everyone healthy. Hold the fucking phone. Except it doesn't stop the spread of COVID because... You you liar! You can still get COVID and you can still transmit COVID with the vaccine. Hey, he gets two. Because, dude... Uh, we've seen fully vaccinated people transmit the disease. And guess what, Sanjay? Didn't you lose your voice? Didn't Joe Rogan, like, take your man card and, like, shove it up your ass? I, I, I feel that there's a reason why you should not be talking right now. Joe, Joe Rogan just whooped the shit out of you on, like, national radio. Everybody heard you get your ass whooped by Joe Rogan. And everybody was dying laughing at it. Shut up, Sanjay. You don't know what you're talking about, obviously. Well, according to the CDC, it turns out that the number of fully mRNA-vaxxed people hospitalized with COVID is currently six times higher than the unvaxxed. That hmm. does not surprise Doesn't me. surprise me either, because but I bet it would surprise uh, good old Sanjay Gupta here. So, no, he's an idiot. Um, so the other sad news we have is that Fauci killed Santa. Oh, what? Time out a second. Time out one second. Okay. <laughs> and now, a message from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, I have to say... I have to, well, I have to say I took care of that for you because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his level of immunity, and he of is good to go. Of course you did, dumbass. He thought he killed Santa. Wonderful. So, if he's not dead already, then, you know, by the time his next booster shot rolls around, there there it comes. So, you know, two to three years, no more Santa. It's okay, because it's not like he could buy any presents anyway, because they're all stuck on a ships, ships out, off the off harbor. The, off um, the coast of so, California. But b- or before we move on from this, because this is honestly, you know, as much as we talk about politics, this is really important, okay? They're coming after your children. I'm not even kidding. And people are going on, and I see this on Twitter all the time, and Telegram or wherever, and they're like, oh, no, it's the risk of myocarditis is so much greater if you have COVID than from the vaccine. All right, first off, that's bullshit. And here is Dr. Jessica Rose. What we found, it was me and Dr. McCullough, Peter McCullough, our co-authors on this paper, we found uh, the most prevalent finding was that 19 times above background rate myocarditis was seen in children aged 12 to 15. And this is striking. I mean, 19 times, if it was five times, it would still be crazy, but 19 times is, that's not something you can ignore. And the CDC and the FDA didn't, but they under, under wrote it. 
they didn't take it seriously enough and they're still kind of brushing it aside as a non-issue. If for anyone's wondering if um, COVID-induced myocarditis rates are higher or even equal to uh, the injection-induced myocarditis rates, they're not. You can look that up. Um, You're saying so, there's a way better chance, or there's a bigger chance of getting myocarditis from the shot than from COVID. Absolutely, and 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 way more so if you are male and if you're young. What we found. Well, that's, that's just a, that's eerie just to hear her saying that. Yeah. And she's working with Dr. Peter McCullough. So, um, but there are people standing up. So that's, that's really, you know, we talk all the time about people standing up. Um, and this, this is my favorite. Where'd it go? Here it is. I know this is your favorite too. What are they doing in that? That's a haka. That is a haka. You got to love a haka. That's a great, uh, that's a, uh, uh, was it the All Blacks, New Zealand? Yeah, from New New Zealand. Zealand, New Zealand All Blacks uh, do that before every rugby match. And when they get out there, they do that haka. It's really intimidating to watch. If you've never seen a haka done, it's a lot of like, look, we're going to cut your throat. We're going to kill you. We're going to do it like the right way. You know, we're going to make this a bad day for you. Either way, uh, that is just again horrible uh, in and out of itself and and they do this and they they don't again they're not dumb folks they just think we are and they think we're gonna we're gonna be a, we're gonna abide by it it's crazy i i can't even believe it but uh yeah no it, this gets worse too because uh the fda just alerted today that uh two million at-home covid19 tests are recalled over false positives hmm Hmm. U.S. Fed, uh, US Federal Drug, Drug Administration confirmed Thursday it's recalling some 2 million Illum at-home COVID-19 testing because they can they can produce false positives due to manufacturing defect. Really? Isn't that why they're pulling the uh, PCR test at the end of this year, which you know I, I they announced so. like six yeah. months ago? And that all of a sudden... Bill Gates, George Soros, and a whole bunch of other people went and bought all this other one, all these other ones that yep. are going to be coming out right after that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, kind of like almost like Bill Gates and Don't take George the test. Soros. Uh, so again, this is epic times. Uh, it'll be in our, our news article. But my favorite one, this is another hopium one. Uh, Missouri governor considering unemployment for people fired refusing COVID-19 vaccines. Missouri, Missouri governor Mike Parsons and his administration are considering providing unemployment benefits to those who were fired over federal COVID-19 vaccine mandates. You see, in Iowa, just Iowa just did. Parsons told the news outlet on the squares uh, on the square on Thursday. I think we want to make civil rights, civil liberties being exercised. If somebody has a religious ex- 
conviction, we want to make sure that that's upheld, whatever the consequences. The Republican governor is referring to Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds on October 29th, having signed a bill that guarantees state workers who are trying to obtain medical or religious exemptions to be to the vaccine, the ability to get unemployment benefits if they're fired from their jobs. Again, Epic Times will be in our telegram. Check it out. Another, just some more hope. People are doing, we're starting to, people are waking up. We're reaching people. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. We really are. Uh, I, I guess what I'm worried about is I don't know if it's happening fast enough. That's where our worry is. Is it happening fast enough to stop what's coming? And that is Nothing the question. Nothing can stop what's coming. I don't, I don't think anything can. But either way, we're going to be right back. We'll take a quick break. And uh, we got some more. It just gets worse from here, folks. <laughs> so just stand by and uh, we'll be right back. And... Uh, if you really want to feel good about the clothes you wear, if you want to feel good about supporting something, if you want you want to know that your money's actually making a difference, go to Culture of Life 1972. Uh, perfect example of another great company that's out there providing clothes that support uh, anti-abortion, which is awesome. In my book, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're giving money to an organization that supports something we believe very strongly in. Not only that, but... You're also helping out a great patriot. Uh, she started her company with her two daughters. Absolutely amazing woman. We had her on the show. Um, she's wonderful. Our first sponsor, by the way. Uh, that's another big reason. But And she's she's just awesome. As she's got a lot of great products on her site. Go on her site. Take a look if you want to get something for Christmas made here for in America so you know it's going to make it here. It's not like it's going to make it to your house. It's not like you're waiting on some ship from cargo ship from China that just might have caught fire out in Seattle. You never know. I mean, these things are ridiculous. Go on Cultural Life 1972. Order your girlfriend, your daughters, your wife, uh, whatever you've got, your significant other, some clothes that you know support something that you believe in. And your, your money's going to a good place. Use promo code Patriot Party and you'll get 10% off your order. Um, go on there today. Give it a shot. Uh, they, they make some really great stuff. They just released their uh, winter line of beanies, um, which is awesome. They got a great one right there that you can see on the screen that V. Lynn's showing you. Stars and Stripes forever with cultural life right in the middle of it uh that's an outstanding hat um they just came out with those and those are only while supplies last so go get in there order them then once they're gone they're gone they don't have any more so go on there now get yourself especially if you live up in the uh, tundra that we call the north get yourself some high speed uh hats there that'll keep your head warm um i want that one for christmas that t-shirt by the way i was going to ask if you've bought my christmas presents yet I, I never do till the week before Christmas. So. Well, you're going to want to buy them a little bit quicker now. So uh, if you're one of those guys that likes to go shopping on Christmas Eve, this is not the year to do that. Go to true. Go to COL1972. Even shipping, even though it's in the United States, shipping does take a little bit. And I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that they're going to get blown up quite a bit because it's hard to find stuff that's made in the U.S. And everyone's worried about getting Christmas presents in time for Christmas. This so is true. now is the time to go shopping. COL 1972 has sales going on right now. Um, she's got a big sale coming up the for Veterans Day on November 11th and then another one for Black Friday. Go shopping now. There's so much cute stuff on here. And not only will you be supporting an America First patriot, whose all her stuff is made in the USA, but you'll also be fighting for life, fighting for the culture of life instead of the culture of death. Yep. So uh, go on there today, folks. H hurry up. Go on there and order your stuff. 
And we're back. And we'll jump right into this one because this one really scares me. So uh, I don't know if you've seen this story yet, but uh, this came out from uh, the Free Beacon. Uh, the Biden administration just the past two years alone has stockpiled the records of more than 54 Amer- million U.S. gun owners and, and is poised to drastically alter the gun regulations to ensure that the information the Americans who own firearms ultimately hands, ends up in the hands of the federal government, according to an in, internal ATF document obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. The ATF fiscal year 2021 processed 54.7 million out-of-business records, according to an internal ATF document obtained by the Gun Owners of America, uh, the Firearms Advocacy Group, and provided exclusively to the Free Beacon. When a licensed gun store goes out of business, its private records detailing gun transactions become ATF property and are stored in a federal site in West Virginia. This practice allows the federal government to stockpile scores of gun records and has drawn outrage from the gun advocacy groups that say that the government is using this information to create a new national database of gun owners, which has long been prohibited under U.S. law. Yeah, because they want to come after our guns. We have said this on more than one occasion that they were going to come after our guns. Absolutely. And they are doing it. It is happening. The ATF obtained 53.8 million paper records and another 887,000 electronic records, according to the internal document that outlines the ATF actions for fiscal year 2021. Gun activists describe this figure as worryingly high and said it contributes to fears that the Biden administration is trying to keep track of all Americans who own firearms in violation of federal statutes. Not that Biden cares about federal statutes. Nope, not at all. We kind of had a conversation about that because I get frustrated when people say that over and over again. I get it. He doesn't. But folks, that's the difference between us and them. We have to. We have to care about the Constitution. We have to care about what happens with the law we have to if we lose our way with that what happens to us then we're no better than them but how do we fight them how do we win working within the law when they have no regard for the law whatsoever vote 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 in person show up on polling day go grab 10 son of a guns that you know aren't going to go vote put them in your car and say you're going to vote, and drag them to the poll, no matter who they vote for. I don't care. Just vote. The more people that show up on voting day, that is where we... I I think we made it plainly obvious in Virginia. Yeah. They were trying to set that one up, and it failed miserably. Georgia is now trying to pass a new state house bill, uh, state house bill 258, where supposedly you're going to have to put your driver's license number on absentee ballots. Excellent. Yeah, that's coming from Brad Rathensberger, so that's not excellent. It figures with that retard. Well, I, I can't stand that guy one for one second. He is a complete idiot. But that's the only way we win. We've got to vote. We've got to get out there and get these people out of the positions that they're in. Uh, the ATF proposed regulations would also require that gun parts be regulated with background checks as well, meaning if an individual assembled a legal homemade gun, he may be forced to submit up to 16 different background checks. Is that Six. not ridiculous? You, so you need a background check for every... Pretty much every big part. Ev- every... The, the upper, your, the lower, the scope, bolt assembly. Your everything. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
the ATF spokesman declined to comment on internal agency records, but told the Free Beacon that the agency's National Training Center possesses millions of out-of-business records for each month. However, those out-of-business records do not constitute, constitute an initiation or continuation of any federal gun registry, the spokesman said. So, look, folks, you believe what you want. I'm just saying that I, I find this one, this one is really kicking me in the balls because I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like you all. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in guns. I believe every American has the right to, to carry a gun. I believe, as a matter of fact, I completely agree with constitutional carry. I believe we should all have constitutional carry. But I'm completely confused as to the most popular president in America somehow had enough Republican voters flip sides even though he is blatantly, obviously not supporting the Second Amendment. So for all the Republicans out there that didn't like mean tweets, I have a question for you. How is this any better? Now he's got your name. He's got you on the list. He's going to come to your house. Good luck with that one. I hope it works out for you, bud. It's a bold move, Cotton. It really is. We'll see how it works out for him, you know? So, Jack Posobiec, uh, not Jack Posobiec, sorry, James O'Keefe. <laughs> James O'Keefe. It's been a long day, folks. Yeah, Jack Posobiec's probably next, to be honest. Uh, yeah, he might be. Uh, but James O'Keefe, uh, finally, we have some myriad of, finally, some good information out of this whole cluster that has been going on with Project Veritas. But, unfortunately, the damage has already been done. As you all know, today, just today, the New York Times re- released an article, um, and the article they released is just so, I, 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 I hope this somehow plays into the courtroom drama that's going on right now between Project Veritas and the New York Times, and I hope if anything happens to Project Veritas, they appeal the shit out of it because they're going to win on appeal. Because uh, I'm hearing right now that there's a lot of people that are coming out about this, uh, especially from the New York field office there for the FBI. Again, folks, I, I got a lot of friends that are FBI agents. I got a lot of friends that are FBI agents. They're not listen, all bad. That listen to this show. They're all, not everybody in the FBI is bad, but I'm sorry. Right now, the FBI has to be dismantled, reconfigured, and put back together. Absolutely. Um Defund the FBI. Refund the police. Defund the FBI. The the more and more I look at this, and I, I and I'm probably one of the last ones that would say this because I support my law enforcement, but this is now to where they have become the bitch for Joe Biden. They are the 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 watchdogs for Joe Biden. They are being told what to go do, who to go after, where to get them at, and then saying, "Hey, go get them." And they're not quite. They're, you know, in the military, we have this cool thing. You, if you're in the military and you're issued an illegal order um, and it's morally, it's, you know, constitutionally, every part of the order is illegal. Something doesn't sit right with you. You have the right in the in the military to question the order. Uh, I got to believe the same thing exists within the FBI. I've never been an FBI agent. I'm not going to make some bad joke that, well, I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express last night, so that makes me an FBI. Nothing like that. I'm just telling you that this is getting out of hand. They literally went and raided this guy's house. Um, And I I don't know James O'Keefe from anybody else. I I don't know the guy. I just know that when you go raid the house and it looks as fishy as this does, this is really fishy, folks. And 
there's even more on that, but unfortunately I can't release all of it. I've got more on it, but I, I just, I can't let it go yet because I've been told that I've got to keep it quiet, but I'm going to give you some hints here. Okay. When the FBI goes to raid somebody's house, they don't normally call a publication and say, Hey, we're going to go raid this guy's house. So well, I've heard a couple different things. That's not actually true because remember when they raided Roger Stone, they had a whole CNN crew right there in the pre-dawn hours waiting and ready to record the whole thing. So the badass part is I finally, even after asking VLAN for days and days and days, asking VLAN, I said, this is weird. It sounds weird. And I'm not willing to just jump off the handle and destroy the FBI. But somebody needs to get me a writ and show me a writ. I want to see the warrant that was issued for the FBI to go raid his house. Well, right here, sitting right here, and we're publishing this in our article tonight or in our, on our telegram tonight. You'll be able to read it tomorrow. Uh, I have the United States District Court, Southern of New York, in RE, in regards to the search warrant dated November 5th, 2021. I have the actual warrant sitting in front of me. Excellent. This is what it states. The court has reviewed uh, the petitioner's mentioned for appointment of special master dated November 10th, 2021. Accordingly, by November 12th, 2021, the government shall confirm via email that it, is, it has passed its extraction and review of the contents of the petitioner O'Keefe's phones. By November 16th, 2021, the government shall provide the court with its response to the petitioner's mention. By November 19th, 2021, the petitioner shall provide the court with a re reply, if any. So ordered. Wait, wait, wait. That's that wasn't the original warrant. That was the judge telling the FBI that they oh, had the to stop, stop yeah. looking at yep. through O'Keefe's phones because there's notes oh, on right. there yeah. from other investigations, uh, okay. things like that. So a judge came through and said, oh, "That's right. All right. Yeah, because I, yeah. I stand, I stand by. I stand corrected. You're right because now I'm looking at it. You're right. It it is that. I thought that was the, the original warrant, the warrant is still being considered secret because, as they told James O'Keefe, it's under uh, what a grand jury indictment so therefore the warrant is secret what is he being indicted for don't know nobody knows not but, even him so but here's aren't the you thing. supposed to be aren't you if, see this is the weird part about this whole thing this is something that drives me crazy right if you're going to indict somebody your indictment's going to be ready yes by the time you go search him because once you search him the cat's out of the bag whatever he may have been doing illegally at that point he is not going to continue to do so here's the crazy thing, though. The whole reason they went after him in the first place was because of Ashley Biden's diary. According to what we understand. Okay. Everybody had a copy of Ashley Biden's diary. I was it about to say. It wasn't just James O'Keefe. National File printed it six months ago. I was reading that shit in August, and it was very disturbing. I mean, this woman, again, I, I got to feel bad for her because she was molested and abused by her father and people in authority from the time she was like five years old. She talks about how she took inappropriate showers with her father and how she was most likely molested and became highly sexualized as a very young child because of her experiences. I feel bad for her. However, again, everybody had this diary. James O'Keefe chose not to publish it when he first received it because he could not verify its authenticity. What did well, the FBI just do by raiding James O'Keefe looking for the diary? Verified the authenticity. Exactly. However, the other part of this is now, um, well, he said two things. 
he said, first of all, it was very disturbing. And that was why he wasn't going to publish it. And the second reason he couldn't verify the authenticity and where he got it from, because the person that gave it was, it was sent to him. It was anonymous. So he's trying to piece all that together. But the bigger part is, why is the FBI investigating the theft of a diary from Biden's daughter? If they had just left it alone, people would just think that it was a hoax. That maybe, well, you know, it, there would be that niggling, that reasonable doubt that it wasn't actually hers, that it was a hoax. So it was an inkling of like a Hunter Biden laptop scheme that like yes. I write on the outside of my laptops all the time. Yeah. This is Hunter Biden's laptop. Yes. If they well, had just it left goes it right along with a good question of why the Department of Justice wanted to probe a potential behavior of a local school board meetings, which is the worst that could have only interested local law enforcement. Even if the diary belonged to an adult of a daughter of a presidential candidate, Jonathan Turley wrote on Yesterday, the federal statute gives the FBI jurisdiction to raid Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, James O'Keefe's home over it. There's no no way. Public corruption seems to be doing a lot of heavy lifting lately in the Biden administration. Unless unless the implication is that Ashley Biden herself is under investigation. Project Veritas is not a public institution and neither is the national file. The the site that eventually published some of the diary material and made massive collective made a massive collective yawn. Seriously, who thought that there was any interest? The federal government legitimate interest in the jurisdiction of the public corruption is limited to the public officials and the interstate operations of corruption, not to journalists that might publish embarrassing material about public figures. James O'Keefe made the same point. And the FBI executed the raids. And he did. He went out, made a statement. He said, look, I'm doing this at my own, you know, free will, and I could get in a lot of trouble for it because my lawyers advised me not to do this. Well, the investigation more or less authenticates all of the material, and it states that it, none, none of it was fake, and no one in the world would be investigating a burglary or as a public corruption scandal if it were stolen from Ashley Biden. Yeah. My friend... Uh, Hidraker at Powerline is the provenance of the diary as well as O'Keefe's lack of interest in it. And he stated that the diary in 2019 when Ashley was in a drug rehab facility was it left her possession under circumstances that were not clear. Someone offered someone offered the diary to Project Veritas saying that James O'Keefe says that the Project Veritas looked into the matter but was unable to confirm the authenticity of the document. He says he offered the uh, offered it to Ashley's lawyers, but they wouldn't take it. So he turned it over to the law enf- to public law enforcement in New York. In any event, Project Veritas never did anything to make any of its contents public. So just like they tried to give Hunter Biden's laptop back to his lawyers and they wouldn't take it. Isn't that interesting? Ashley's lawyers wouldn't take it either. Uh, Merrick Garland's domestic terrorism's claim about the board school board strife, it later seems is the seems to be opposite. It seems awfully convenient that the investigation just so happened to target an organization that had gladified the presidential party and the progressive allies. And that it's even more troubling that Project Veritas never used the materials in the first place. Doesn't matter. Next to the big question. The FBI's one stellar reputation of being a badly tarnished in recent years has many millions of Americans now seeing the Bureau as a pub- 
politicized agency that has become more important in many ways, the arm of the Democratic Party. The case of the missing diary may be a trivial itself, but the fact that the FBI is now executing search warrants at homes of political opponents of the Biden administration is no is no is no national interest at stake other than the reputation of the Biden family lends support to it to that suspicion. Attorneys, uh, Attorney Generals Jeff Sessions and William Barr, now with the DOJ, is raiding. Uh, media outlets over dumb scoops that they never actually ran on. The silence of the media, Solens, is deafening and is indicting as to their own politicizations. Not to mention the fact that Ashley Biden could actually be under investigation from some sort of crime. Hmm. Uh, You have to wonder what was in Hunter's laptop that might have implicated her in something. Was it hers or... Or his, or was it her, or was it him? Was Maybe the maybe, whole family's under investigation. Maybe there's a video of Hunter and Ashley on that computer. Doing what? Isn't that his sister? Yeah. That's nasty. Hey, I, I'm just, I'm you guessing. You can't keep it in the pants, keep it in the family? I mean, that's the Biden way, isn't it? I, I believe so. I thought they had that tattooed on each other's ass cheek. Oh, no, that's Let's Go Brandon. Forget it. My bad. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, judge rejected Trump's bid to shield the records from congressional probe, the U.S. Capitol breach. Uh, This is kind of a stupid story, but I mean, I don't think Trump really cares about it. He didn't leave much behind anyway, I don't think. Yeah, except Um, now uh, Bannon has been, well, the news pushed it that Bannon was indicted. He can't be indicted. Fucking the U.S. The U.S. House of Representatives is not a court. That's great. Well, either way, he's been arrested. That it would be more closer to the truth. And I hope he pleads the fifth on everything. I hope he goes in there and just pleads the fifth. So uh, apparently General Flynn was on Tucker tonight to react. And I haven't watched this yet, but um, I'm, we're all going to watch it together for the yeah. first time. Here we'll we go. check it out. As we told you, the Biden Justice Department is transforming before our eyes into an armed political instrument whose main job appears to be punishing critics of the Democratic Party. Here's the latest example. They have just indicted former Trump advisor Steve Bannon for contempt of Congress. Well, if that sounds like an unusual charge, it definitely is. The DOJ hasn't charged anyone with criminal contempt of Congress in nearly 40 years. The DOJ did not charge Eric Holder after he was held in contempt, for example. The DOJ didn't charge Jim Clapper or John Brennan when they lied to Congress. That's not speculation. They lied. They were caught. But then Joe Biden wasn't president at the time. As we said, the DOJ is now the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party, punishing anyone who doesn't comply with the demands of Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney's January 6th commission. We're losing a lot as a country as this happens. Not everyone is for it. Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn has been subpoenaed by the January 6th Commission. He joins us tonight. General, thanks so much for coming on. So what do you make of what's happening to Steve, since you're in a similar position, uh, what do you make of what's happening to Steve Bannon tonight? Well, I think it's, I think it's, it shows the speed in which the Democratic Party is moving to confirm their complete takeover of this country, Tucker. There's no other way to put it. I mean, as you just said, it's been 40 years since anybody has been indicted for 
you know, what I guess Steve has been, you know, been indicted for, contempt of Congress. I mean, you mentioned Eric Holder. So I just think that what, I'm, what I am not surprised at, but I think Americans are surprised at, is the speed in which they're moving to do exactly yes. as I said, which is essentially to take this country over. And, and we can't kid ourselves about this, Tucker. That's the direction that they're moving. Yeah, I mean, to start indicting advisors to the former president that you hate after he's out of office is the kind of thing that happens in Latin America, but never here. So what, where does this leave you? You've been subpoenaed as well. How are you going to respond? Well, I think that, you know, I, I won't talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the legalities of what I'm involved in. I think what, what we're really facing is an attack or an assault on all of our basic rights. I mean, I think the, the real issue here in play is the attack on freedom of speech. And I think your, yes. your latest round of documentaries have really showed that. I think that those have been terrific, and I recommend your viewers to watch those if they haven't watched them already. But the, uh, the assault on the freedom of speech, our ability to peaceably protest, our, our, our desire to, to seek the truth in, uh, in the security of our election system and processes, I mean, this is what's all at risk in our country today, and they, they, don't want, they don't want us to be talking about these things. And so they're also going to use, I call it the, uh, the insurrection crucifixion uh, of this January 6th, uh, you know, this whole series of things that are going on. It's really to, to steal away what we are also seeing in the news, which is the, the continuation of the Durham investigation where you have indictments coming out. You have this incredibly failed foreign policy uh, by the Biden administration, you have, you know, more and more very clear evidence coming out about COVID and the and really the conspiracy behind COVID and some of the things that are happening with it. So I, I think what it does, the more that they can keep this January 6th news and the, and the, you know, the big media does a good job of making sure that that sort of pounds the Americans heads with it on a daily basis by doing things like like issuing more and more subpoenas. I, I don't doubt that, uh, that there's not more to come from this. So, uh, you know, I'm one of these guys that in, in my case, you know, we're going to respond to the uh, to the uh, requests. And I, you know, I mean, I don't have anything to hide. There's nothing there's nothing there. And I and I uh, and I think that what we are uh, what we're facing is a, a clear assault on our basic rights and, and principally our freedom to speak freely in this country and to peaceably protest for things that we believe are false or fraudulent. Okay, yeah, I wasn't going to play the whole thing because it is six and a half minutes long, but that was that was the the main gist of it there. And uh, interesting, he and we'll we'll get into something else that he referenced there in a second, but he did reference uh, Tucker's documentaries. And just as a, a, a little bit of humor here, if I can find it, here we go. Um, so Tucker put out a, a new trailer to his documentaries. <laughs> Which y'all all love, because this, this is, is actually great. really funny. So he tweeted out, he said, they didn't like our old trailer, here's the new one. Presents the most dangerous, crazy, sinister, disturbing terrorist recruitment video the most criminal movie of the year well i want to say criminal but technically that's not true Uh, although maybe it should be the reviews are in tucker carlson makes a tribute video for the terrorists for the story of a mostly peaceful protest Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly the movie that will have you jumping out of your seat screaming the critics are raving Raving man. 
as in crazy as a loon. Tucker Carlson producing a pretty extraordinary. Very cinematic, persuasive. Documentary. Big blockbuster movie. Oh, I love that we've gone Hollywood. By the way, it worked. Tucker and his crack investigative team to get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th. But it's beginning to expose exactly what the establishment is doing. So what Tucker Carlson is doing is going against the American people. Trump tweeted once, they don't hate me, they hate you, I'm just in the way. Now, the real agenda of coming after the people is becoming more apparent. From this patriot purge, documentary yeah and that would wrap that one up i would think with a nice little bow i think we just put a little gold bow on it for you know hey look folks if you're putting up christmas decorations before thanksgiving every time you do that you kill a reindeer or an elf so do me a favor remember the reindeers and the elves and shoot a duck and the toaster joe biden anyway moving right along um durham Oh, my God. So <laughs> this doesn't get it. I, I, I told you all. I, I said it a while ago. I said it the first time we got the 27-page uh, indictment on Sussman that, look, more indictments are to come. Well, they finally uh, laid out some more. More indictments have come down. Obviously, you all have heard um, that D- Danchenko was arrested. Danchenko was the one who s- supposedly smuggled uh, – he was charged with five counts of lying to the FBI uh, in interviews in 2017. He uh, struggled uh, futility to verify outlandish allegations against Donald Trump and his campaign, clandestine agents in the Kremlin. The allegations were compiled in, so, in the so-called Steele dossier, which the FBI relayed on obtaining FISA warrants to go after Durham. Now, the really weird part about this part, this story, is Danchenko. Who is Danchenko? We talked about Danchenko. We have before. talked about Danchenko. This isn't before. the first time I've mentioned this name, and I nope. told you all to remember his name. Yep, you sure did. He Probably has, four or five months ago. Correct. I told you that he was a key player in this. And why is he a key player in this? Well, he's a key player in this because he went to Christopher Steele and said, Hey, look, I got all this information. And there's one other problem with this. There's another name that finally was asked for the first time by the media and circles there in the White House. Jake Sullivan. His name was brought forward too because old Jakey boy, he's in a bit of trouble. He is. Why is he in a bit of trouble? Well, Dan, the weird part about Danchenko is this. All right, Danchenko brought this information to Steele. Steele brought this information to none other than one Michael Sussman. Yep. Sussman, who of course we know worked with who? Hillary Clinton's campaign and Elias. No. Hmm. Who was the other group that Sussman worked for? The other group that Sussman worked for the uh, the law. He was the a Perkins lawyer. Cooey. Perkins Coy. Yeah. Cooey. Yes. Uh, but no, he also worked for um, the other um, the group. The uh, he was the lawyer for the the. Uh, I can't remember the name of the group off the top of my head right now, but it'll come back to me. Anyway. Well, he split from Perkins Coie and he formed his own group um, no, when but, all this started not very long ago. Yeah, but he was a lawyer for, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. It's like the biggest name in all of this. Um, 
Anyway. Fusion he, GPS. Fusion GPS. Correct. Yep. He was a lawyer for Fusion GPS. Well, the reason that I told you all to pay attention to Dan Chaco and to Sullivan. Sullivan currently is what? Uh, the National Security Advisor. Correct. And Sullivan also is wrapped up in this. And guess what Sullivan got the other day? We found out. Hmm. A lawyer. Which is... Sullivan got a lawyer? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, Danchenko is also alleged to have concealed that one of the sources of the information provided to Steele was longtime Democratic Party operative who was close to the Clintons, having worked with both Bill and Hillary and, and Bill's successful presidential campaigns and Hillary's unsuccessful campaign in 2008. The source revealed Thursday to be Chuck Dolan a public relations executive who had Russian contacts and was referred to as PR executive number one in the indictment, in Sussman's indictment. The FBI interviewed Danchenko because it was desperately trying to corroborate Steele's dossier claims. One question that Durham must be pressing is, what took the Bureau so long? It's a great question. It appears that Durham authorized that Trump-Russia collusion narrative was a political attack manufactured by the Clinton campaign. Oh, shit. Not only the Clinton campaign, but it relied on Danchenko, Steele, compiled reports from Glenn Simpson, co-founder of an intelligence firm known as Fusion GPS, which also happened to be, Sussman happened to be the lawyer for, which specializes in digging up political dirt. Fusion GPS was retained for the Trump project by Perkins Coie and the Clinton campaign law firm. In September, Durham uh, indicted former Perkins Coie lawyer Sussman. Obviously, we already know that. No biggie there. And anyway, the reason this is important, folks, is this is just another example of, look, all of this shit fits together. It's all coming together. Durham's getting to the bottom of it. Now, is the government going to prosecute? That is the ultimate question. Well, that's really funny because uh, when Piznazi was out with COVID, of course, the, the only worthwhile reporter in the White House press pool asked her, her undersecretary, Corinne um, Jean-Pierre, about Sullivan. Did she try to fake a French accent like... Like Camel Toe, Camel Toe did? did? No. No. I was hoping. That's just breaking from our Justice Department reporter. Um, two sources are telling Fox that National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is the foreign policy advisor mentioned in the former Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman's indictment. Uh, I understand that this just came across yeah. while you're at the podium, yeah. so you haven't probably had a chance to read into that, but what is the White House comment on that, and is there any conflict here, given that there has been news around the uh, indictment, uh, is there any conflict here that would preclude Sullivan from being able to carry out his duties? I, I, as you just said, Jackie, I'm just now hearing this, so I, I don't have a, a comment for you at this moment. I don't know anything about what you're you're just mentioning, so I have to, to talk to our team. Yeah, and you have... Been news around I don't the know. Dossier, though, over the last couple of weeks. You, you um, don't know nothing. Sort of this feeling that it's falling apart after the revelations that the Clinton tied lawyer had lied to the FBI. Um, now, knowing what we know about the dossier, is there any concerned that there was a lot of focus or too much focus on that uh, during the president's campaign. So, Jackie, I refer you to the Department of Justice. I'm not going to comment on that from here, from the podium. Wait a minute. Why would you refer her to the Justice Department when he was she was talking about the presidential campaign? 
weird. Mm. Either way, so we got some more into the Danchenko uh, indictment. According to the indictment, Danchenko lied about his contacts with Russians, his travels to Russia, and the identity of his sources. Those are just some of the lies in Durham's words. In the indictment, Durham goes on to read, and I've got parts of the indictment here, which I'm going to read. Uh, number 10, first, Danchenko stated falsely that he had stated he never communicated with any particular U.S.-based individual who was a long-term, uh, long-time participant in the Democratic Party politics and when he, executives at a U.S. public relations firm, uh, PR executive number one, about any allegations contained therein within the country reports. In truth, in fact... And as Danchenko well knew, Danchenko sourced one or more specific allegations of the company reports anonymously reported to PR number one. According to Danchenko, he stated falsely during the interviews that in or about late July 2016 that he received an anonymous phone call from an individual who Danchenko believed to be a particular U.S. citizen who was then president of a Russian-American chamber of commerce, uh, chamber president number one. Danchenko also falsely stated that during his phone call, the person believed that chamber president number one informed him in part that of any information about company reports described demonstrating a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between the Trump campaign and Russian officials. Danchenko and the aforementioned person agreed to meet in New York, and in truth, in fact, Danchenko well knew that Danchenko never received such a phone call from any person he believed to be chamber president number one, and Danchenko never made any arrangements to meet the chamber president number one in New York. Rather, Danchenko fabricated all of this in regards to chamber president number one. For the purpose of the background in the second charge, Danchenko was charged allegedly receiving a phone call from a Russian reporter and a businessman Sergei Milan, alleging that Trump, the Trump-Russia conspiracy, this is the PPGate stuff, Milan a long time denied placing this call to include his own testimony. On or about 20, July 22, 2016, PR executive number one said email to a Russian subsource. I shared the information with Rus Russian subsource number one. He would be attending the reception for Hillary Clinton shortly thereafter. Hmm. Russian source sub, uh, subsource number one had personal interest in the Hillary Clinton victory, stating that the Democrat PR executive Dolan would take me to the State Department if Hillary wins. On or about 7 uh, November 2016, the day before the 2016 U.S. national president election, Russian subsource sub number one emailed PR executive number one in English and stated in part, I am preparing some information for the former USSR UIC country's Igor Danchenko. Possibly I told you about that tomorrow. The country have a great day. So as big as a big Hillary fan, I wish her all support, all of her supporters at Victory Day. Hope that someday a book will have one more autograph in it. And this is the picture of the Russian subsource number one up on the monitor right now. Her name is Olga something or other. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, this is all like, folks, this I'm telling you everything I've said. I, I haven't been BSing you. It, it's all coming out now. Uh, the arrest, uh, the, all of this, the arrest illustrates all of this stuff. This dossier all tracks back to Hillary Clinton. I told you, if we follow the facts, Durham's doing that. And if he gets to the end of it, um, there might be, I, you know, before I was saying, I, I don't believe there's going to be any large-scale indictments. I don't believe anybody on the, the big team is going to lose. Are you starting to revise that belief? I am. 
because right now Durham's doing it the way I would have done it. Because think about it. You got to start at the bottom and work your way up. Danchenko's flipping. He's going to flip. Absolutely. Sussman's already flipped. Definitely. I already know Sussman flipped because there's shit in there that Sussman told them that Danchenko would not have been arrested on unless they had Sussman's cooperation. On and it. then the other two as well, Struck and um, what's her name? They've both flipped. We They're have, singing we like have, birds. We haven't heard them. Pa- in, Paige and Struck. Yeah. Yep. We haven't heard from them in forever. Well, that's because they're literally caged and singing. Yes. They're singing like little birds in a cage right now because they're afraid of going to jail for the rest of their life. When does a cage bird sing? Only when it's in it. So, well, it's weird because I, I love this though because it's happening. It's it's happening now, folks. We might. I, I doubt there'll be prosecution. Let me let me revise what I believe will happen. I don't think there's going to be any prosecution. However, I do believe on the other side of this, this flip. I think we might actually see something where. It is pretty damaging for that side of the Democratic Party. I think we're going to finally pull down some of the elites, if you will. We might not put them in jail, but we're going to definitely bring them back down to earth and let them know, hey, look, you're still a human dumbass. And uh, they'll come a time when they can't even walk down the street anymore. Exactly. This is it's getting to the point where uh, all the birds are coming home to roost. I'm, I'm impressed with what I've seen, actually, from Durham and. I know you kept asking every day. Where's Durham? For months. Where's Durham? Where's, Where's Durham? Durham? Hey, he's working. He was doing it. Look look at what he's producing right now. He is cutting the legs out from underneath everybody else. And they're going to start singing. Well, uh, when you lose the view, oh, you've, you've, you've lost, you've the, lost war. the war. It's over. So here is uh, Adam Schiff, who was the biggest pedal pusher of this whole thing, right? Well, well, this is an interesting one because this lady, uh, the lady that's actually interviewing him, I'm sure she will never be back on The View again. Probably not. Uh, because she makes him look like a fucking fool, first He off. is a fucking fool. He is. Well, obviously. Um, but second of all, what she is not necessarily a liberal either. No, I, well, I, I, think, I think she I think she was holding her her liberal tear jar underneath his face during this. She so. is a liberal, but she's not a progressive. No, I, she's a Democrat. She's not a full liberal. Correct. Yeah. So I, I do I, I, I do find a difference between the two, but it's real interesting. She actually did more reporting in this little clip you're about to see than anybody on the view has done for the last ten years. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Let's watch it. You've been really prolific over the past few years being the head of the Intel Committee, and you've defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, And we know last week the main source of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Well, first of all, whoever lied to the FBI or lied to Christopher Steele should be prosecuted, uh, and they are. Uh, and <clears throat> unlike in the Trump administration, if they're convicted, they should go to jail, not be pardoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Donald Trump pardoned Roger Stone for lying. He pardoned Michael Flynn for lying. Uh, if people lied to the FBI, they should go to jail. Um, but at the beginning of the Russian investigation, I said that any allegations should be investigated. We couldn't have known, for example, people were lying to Christopher Steele. So it was proper to investigate them. And let's not forget what we learned in that investigation. We learned that the Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, 
was giving internal polling data, campaign polling data, to Russian intelligence while Russian intelligence was helping the Trump and campaign. And to be clear, he was fired halfway through the campaign. Well, he may have been fired, yeah. but the, the effort to get Russian help continued, and even beyond the effort to get Russian help, but you the may president have also spread Russian disinformation get... yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee Chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. Well, I, I completely disagree with your premise. Uh, it's one thing to say allegations should be investigated, and they were. It's another to say that we should have foreseen in advance that some people were lying to Christopher Steele, which is impossible, of course, to do. But but let's not. Wait, wait, wait. What somehow? It, it's it's not impossible when you're investigating. Well, either way, she's not ever going to be called back to the view to talk anymore. I'm. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't listen to him talk I, anymore. I'm sorry. I, I can't listen to him talk anymore either. But so, if you guys want to watch the whole clip, go find it on the View. Hopefully, you actually haven't watched the View. Actually, hopefully, we'll post that in our Telegram just because I, I do think it's kind of funny to watch him wiggle in a seat when she asks the hard question like, "Hey, you've been pushing disinformation too," and it's weird because again, she's not a Republican; she's a Democrat. But she is hammering him, doing more investigative journalism than anybody's ever done in the, the whole history of The View. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, easy. So one thing I, I did promise you all, I promised you all some New World Order shit. I forgot to bring it up uh, earlier. We were talking about the federal taxes and everything, collections. And I, I was talking about foreign countries and the way they view us right now. Um, one of the things I found really interesting was Y'all heard about Evergreen or Evergrande. Yeah, they have officially defaulted. No, they yes, haven't. Yes, no, they have. No, they did not. Yeah, no, they, they did. did not. Yeah, no, they, they did. did not. I got no, the article. No, they did not. You can go. I can tell you right now today they did not. They did not default. I can tell you as of not more than three hours ago, they have not defaulted. They still have not defaulted. They skinned by again by the, just by their teeth. They have not defaulted. But understand this. There's a big thing going on right now in the uh First, with their financial sector in China. Uh, the other thing that's going on big in their financial se sector in China is their coal production. And if you haven't heard, um, coal is way down in China. They, like, right now are estimating that they don't even have enough to make it through the first two months of the winter season, which means there's going to be people freezing to death in China. There's been a lot of troop movements in China lately. A uh, lot of different things, bolstering, um, going towards Taiwan, uh, bolstering on its borders. Russia moved a bunch of their troops into positions, in unique positions that we haven't seen in a while. Um, a lot of movements going on in Europe right now. It's, it's almost scary. Um, but what I'm going to tell you is this. The thing that scares me more is, all right, there's... There's a movie out there. I want you to go look, watch it again. If you haven't seen it, it's called Red Dawn. There's a point in time when all of the enemies of America come together and they join forces and they come after America. Now, granted, this is an opinion. That's what I want you to take this as because that's all it is. It's an opinion. A little bit of foreshadowing, if you will. Um, yet, no, that article's old. How old is that article? Two days. Yeah, that's two days old. I'm telling you, as of tonight, they still have not. They still have not. I have the news. I'm telling you right now, Evergrande did not. They did not make it because the government bailed them out. They did not lose it. They, the government, the Chinese government bailed them out. 
Trust me. Okay. They are still have not gone upside down yet. Okay. I've heard a lot of people come out in the last two days and say, oh, Evergreen. And then they were like, oh, well, we can't say that anymore because they didn't. So they haven't yet. They're close. Don't get me wrong. They're an RCH away from losing it. But, and for those of you who don't know what an RCH is, we'll, we'll get into that on Telegram. <laughs> Either way. One of the things I found very interesting is that somehow China does have an influx of cash coming in. Where is, Where is this? that coming from? Exactly. Also found out that there's two companies that are providing some of those. Both of those happen to fall under George Soros firms. Of course they do. So there's a little bit of New World Order stuff going on here. So now my question becomes, and a lot of, you know, a lot of leftist conspiracy theorists had this question about Trump when Trump showed up to Korea, the DMZ, and handed Kim Jong-il, you know, greased his palms with some money, said, hey, bud, here you go. You see where I'm going with this? This is not getting good for Kim Jong-il or for anybody else, for Trump or for anybody else for that matter. Point being is that this new world order is starting to rear its ugly head because it's almost being forced out of the dark. I don't know if you've noticed this. Um, Red December, Red October... Leads to dark December. Dark December, but what happens in November? Shadows cast the light, cast shadows from the light. I believe was something like that was written. So my understanding was that Red October was the the warning call. November would look a little up like things were starting to come to light and then december and then was december gonna was going to get dark and i think december getting dark isn't because of the scandals i think it's because of the death waves well we're about to see either way this is just interesting that all of that's coming to light this whole thing with china it it just to me it sounds like new war, world order uh, like it, it's almost as if they're trying to bail them out without bailing them out but not making it as covertly as they've done it in the past. Like, it's almost like, look, the veil's been lifted. Everybody knows about it. So we're just going to do it in the open now. So we don't care. Well, on, honestly, they've been telling us about this for years. Uh, so case in point, this is a story from Forbes from 2016. Okay. Yeah. Hillary Clinton running for president. No. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Okay, this is from a World Economic Forum contributor. Welcome to the year 2030. Welcome to my city, or should I say our city? I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or clothes. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Everything you considered a product has now become a service. Hey, hold on a second. You know what that sounds like? Hmm. I mean, just to me. 1984? No. Hmm. This sounds like a fucking hippie on a really bad trip. Oh, okay. Here we go. Because it sounds like a commune, doesn't it? Yeah. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. One by one, all these things became free. So it ended up not making sense for us to own too much. First, communication became digitized and free to everyone. Then, when clean energy became free, things started to move quickly. Transportation dropped dramatically in price. It made no sense for us to own cars anymore because we could just call a driverless vehicle or a flying car for longer journeys within minutes. We started transporting ourselves in a much more organized and coordinated way when public transport became easier, quicker, and more convenient than the car. 
Now I can hardly believe that we accepted congestion and traffic jams, not to mention the air pollution from combustion engines. What were we thinking? Sometimes I use my bike when I go to see some of my friends. I enjoy the exercise and the ride. It kind of gets the, gets to the soul to come along on the journey. Funny how some things seem never to lose their excitement. Wait Walking, biking, I, cooking, drawing, thought, and growing plants. I thought he didn't own anything. It, I, I guess I guess he owns a bike. It makes perfect sense and reminds us of, us of how our culture emerged out of a close relationship with nature. In our city, we don't pay any rent because someone else is using our free space whenever we do not need it. My living room is used for business meetings when I am not there. Well, I hold on. You know what this sounds like? Hmm. I, I think me and you, we, we went up there once. We went to Georgia, uh, uh, somewhere up in North Georgia there, um, and we read some stones. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Sounds the Georgia eerily, eerily mm-hmm. like the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. So let me uh, skip forward a bit. Shopping, I can't rem- really remember what that is. For most of us, it has been turned into choosing things to use. Sometimes I find this fun, and sometimes I just want the algorithm to do it for me. It knows my taste better than I do by now. When AI and robots took over so much of our work, we suddenly had time to eat well, sleep well, and spend time with other people. The concept of rush hour makes no sense anymore since the work that we can that we do can be done at any time. I don't really know if I would call it work anymore. It's more like thinking time, creation time, and development time. For a while, everything was turned into entertainment and people did not want to bother themselves with difficult issues. It was only at the last minute that we found out how to use all these new technologies for better purposes than just killing time. My biggest concern is all the people who do not live in our city, those we lost on the way, those who decided that it became too much, all this technology, those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and AI took over big parts of our jobs, those who got upset with the political system and turned against it. They live different kind of lives outside the city. Some have formed little self-supplying communities. Others just stayed in the empty and abandoned houses in the small 19th century villages. Once in a while, I get annoyed about the fact that I have no real privacy. Know where I go and not be, nowhere can I go and not be registered. I know that somewhere everything I do, think, and dream of is recorded. I just hope that nobody will use it against me. Yeah, keep hoping, fucker. Because Skynet has become self-aware, and that's what you're talking about right there. That's the day the droids take over and kill everybody. So I... I Folks, this is, it's scary, but think about this. Put this in just perspective. Evergrande, China, New World Order. Um, if the New World Order was trying to raise a private army, how would you do it? How would you do it? If you were trying to raise a private army, how would you do it? We kind of talked, we kind of brushed on this with Josh behind the paywall. And I know you guys can't see it. I'm actually trying to get that episode so we can put it out to you all. We're going to drop it on our channel. I'm going to try um, if Josh allows it. I, I I mean, if I was the New World Order um, run by the Antichrist and Satan, then I would probably use the 741 demonic frequency that I think they tested at Astroworld to, uh, well, I mean, vaccinated people have already been disconnected from God at the genetic level uh, to enable demons to occupy them and then use them however I wanted because at that point they'll be happy to throw themselves on whosoever sword is in front of them. Well, that's a that's a great... <laughs> you asked scientific conspiracy <laughs> however I, the way i was leaning towards on this one was uh if i was the new world order and i needed to raise an army and i needed an army of such abundance that it could take on the u.s military what two better armies in the world than russia and china absolutely in little blue helmets under the guise of the u.n and uh is there a possibility that this is already possibly starting 
are they are they sitting off the coast? There's a poss- there's evidence that points that way. I'm not saying that there's not, but I, I just know that just keep this in the back of your mind. Just keep an eye on it. Watch this Evergrande situation because this is a big deal. This is going to affect a lot of people in America. No matter what happens in China, this is going to affect a lot of people in America. And how it affects us is, I mean, it's completely up to us, but it's going to affect us. Um, I think something that a lot of this that's going on right now is a distraction from is the situation in Yemen. And I say that because even you didn't know what was going on in yeah, Yemen. No, I didn't. But hold on. We're going to get to one more sponsor because we've got to get to one more sponsor. And we'll get back to that. We'll be right back with Yemen, what's going on in Yemen, because this is a big deal. And I, I definitely want to make sure that we cover this because I, I think this is very important. So real quick, we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Recording. So a couple of years back, Mick bought me the MyPillow mattress topper with the Giza Dream sheets and the pillows for Mother's Day. And then COVID hit and I got furloughed. So I took the kids up to North Carolina for two weeks, but Mick could only get a week off of work. So he came up and joined me the second week. And three days in... What a mistake this was. <laughs> I called him and I said, whatever else you bring, you must bring the My Pillow mattress topper with the Giza Dream sheets and the pillows to North Carolina. And he said... You have got to be out of your mind. I'm driving in a pickup truck. There's no way. That, mind you, we have a California King. It's probably the biggest bed I've ever slept in my whole entire life. It's Things great. huge. And this mattress topper takes up, would have taken up, it did take up the whole back seat. I mean, it's three inches thick. And seriously, you could put this thing on top of concrete blocks and get an awesome night's sleep, which is kind of what we did because my amazing husband took the mattress topper with the Giza Dream Sheets and the pillows and put it in the back of the pickup truck and drove it 10 hours to the Outer Banks so that I could get a good night's sleep instead of sleeping on what felt like concrete blocks. Yeah. Because he's an amazing husband. And we brought, I brought two of the pillows. So we had the my pillows there. We had the my pillow mattress toppers. And we had uh, we had the dream sheets, and it was all worth it. And honestly, we haven't slept on anything else since. Nope. So it's horrible when we go on vacation and we can't bring it with us because I snore terribly. Horribly. And even, I mean, even though it doesn't stop me from snoring, it does help him get a better night's sleep when I'm snoring away next to him. Yeah. So uh, definitely recommend it. Go out. Use the promo code DEFIANT. Get up to 66% off your order. Um, as you can see right there. Mike Lindell's on the screen. We've got our uh, My Pillow slippers on today. They're amazing, and they're amazing. I as wear well. them every day. We've got the My Pillow towels. And well worth it. The roll and go, the roll and go pillow, which is great. They have Bible verses on them as well. Not all of them, but if you'd like, they've also got a whole series of kids pillows with yep. Bible verses on them, which is pretty fantastic. Because you know the best way to teach kids about faith and God is to get them started early. Yeah, exactly. Like osmosis. So they also have, uh, apparently they have coming out a pregnancy pillow, which uh, apparently we'll be getting as soon as uh, that happens as well. Yep. But, um, so that that's you can you can go on there too if you're pregnant. Uh, my wife swears by the one that she had um, with our last child. Every pregnant woman needs a pregnancy pillow. It is life changing. So uh, go on there again. Use uh, promo code Defiant. Save up to sixty six percent off your order, and uh, get you some my pillow stuff. Uh, help out again. Two great patriots. Uh, you help us out. You help out uh, Michael Lindell, who's another great patriot, and. Uh, at the same time, you get yourself a really great product that's well worth your money. 
Good bang for the buck. And now he's got mystore.com as well, which is pretty fantastic. And he's got more products coming up every day. So uh, you can go to mystore.com and you can also use the promo code Defiant to save up to 66%. All kinds of stuff in here. Flags, t-shirts, spa products, um, dog stuff. And if you have a product made in America that you would like to see on mystore.com at the very bottom, you can submit your application for a product ready to market. And, and you're, you know, you're a patriot. Uh, this is another, you know, they're very selective about who they promote. You've got to be a patriot. You can't be a Hillary Clinton supporter and go on here and think you're going to get away with something because that's not going to happen. M- Michael Lindell's not going to do that. He does his homework. So think about it. Um, if you're a patriot, you want to sell your products to patriots, to fellow patriots, this is where you go. This is where you do it. Uh, we did have a MyPillow bed for our dog. I'm telling you right now, again, my dog wouldn't sleep on anything else. He really wouldn't. We had to carry the bed from room to room. Even though we had a bed in every room, he would only sleep on his my pillow bed. So again, he was just as spoiled as I am. The dogs are ama- the dog beds are amazing. All of his products are amazing, folks. Just go out, you know, spend a, a couple extra bucks, especially with Christmas right around the corner. You got so much stuff coming up, uh, Christmas, birthdays, whatever. Uh, and supply chains right now are no joke. You cannot be sure if you buy something from China that it's going to get here in time for Christmas. It's probably going to end up sitting off the coast somewhere on a ship. And maybe you'll get it in time for Valentine's Day. Best way to beat the supply chain shortage is to buy American. So without any further ado, go get some my pillow stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. And we're back. Uh, so we got some uh, interesting news. So... I heard this earlier, and this comes from the Gateway Pundit, although I heard it from a couple different sources, but they're calling it the Biden effect. Iran-backed militants storm U.S. embassy in Yemen and take 25 hostages, and the White House asks for their release. Uh, So this just came out this afternoon. Uh, Shiite Hothi rebels stormed the U.S. embassy in Yemen, took 25 security employees hostage this week. The U.S. ambassador and key staff were not at the compound and were lo- re- were relocated to Saudi Arabia in 2015 due to the continued fighting. So the ambassador hasn't been in Yemen in years. Well, in a hot minute, and that's probably because of Obama and Hildog, or Kildog. I mean, I'm sorry, my bad. Hillary. Yeah. Hillary, I mean. So a spokesperson for the, uh, the State Department said Thursday that a, quote, majority of the U.S. Embassy staff who were detained have been released and that Washington was engaging in unceasing diplomatic efforts to free the security guards still in custody. Bullshit. It's not clear why the Yemeni employees were detained. So the State Department also called on healthy forces to immediately vacate the embassy compound and to return all seized property. The detained Yemeni employees are security personnel who had been guarding the outside of the facility, according to a State Department official. The Biden State Department released a strongly worded statement and asked for the hostages to be released. Yes, this was the strongly worded statement. Are you Mm -hmm. ready? Are you ready? Here it is. rebels. Do you have any update on that? What I can say at this point is that we are uh, extremely concerned by uh, reports of detentions of some of our local Yemeni employees in Sana'a, uh, and we call for their immediate release. Uh, we have been unceasing in our behind-the-scenes diplomatic efforts uh, to secure their release, 
uh, we've seen some progress uh, and we're continuing to work this uh, critical issue. Uh, the majority of those who uh, have been detained uh, are no longer in custody. Uh, we are committed to ensuring the safety of those who serve the U.S. government overseas, uh, and that is why we are so actively engaged uh, on this matter, including through uh, our international partners. And do you know how many in total were detained and why? I, I, I don't have any update. I'm uh, in a position to relay at this time. But again, the majority of them have been released. And uh, when we have more details to share, we will. Yes. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. How okay. did you let that happen in the first place? I got to call bullshit on that one. They're they're unceasingly trying to get these people released. What about the thousand Americans that are still left in Afghanistan? Because that number came out this week, too. There are still a thousand American citizens, including families of contractors that are still stranded in Afghanistan that want to come home and can't get out. So you're going to try and make me believe that you're so concerned about 25 Americans in Yemen when you still haven't given two shits about a thousand Americans in Afghanistan. I'm calling bullshit. Or the blue passport holders that are still stranded in Afghanistan. Exactly. Yeah. I find that one hard to believe. Yes, exactly. So folks, uh, real quick, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we've been going for a hot minute now. We're right. It's been a long, it's it's been longer than we anticipated. anticipated, but we had a lot to cover either way. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, if you live in Georgia, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to beg you, please, um, and this is from the bottom of my heart, please come out, support Candace Taylor tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be there. We're actually introducing her. We're the last act to go on before she goes on. We actually get to introduce her. Uh, this is a huge deal for us because I really support this woman. I really, I will bend over backwards for her to help her and her com- campaign out. If you're not aware, there was another uh, Republican poll done. And uh, she's up 28 points over both Vernon (laughs) and Brian Kemp, which is awesome. She is absolutely killing it. Yeah, she is. So tomorrow from 2 to 5 at Evans Town Center Park in Evans, Georgia, which is just outside of Augusta, Saturday, November 13th from 2 until 5. Bring a chair. Bring a friend. Come on down. She's got food trucks, prize drawings, live music. We're going to be there speaking. We have about 15 minutes. We're going to be there also in the crowd walking around prior to the actual speaking engagement. So we're going to be there. We're going to be out there. If you want to meet us, you want to just come up, say hi, just say, hey, we love the show. Or, hey, I hate the show. Come up. We'll debate it right there. Uh, We're not afraid. Just... What we're asking, though, is come out, support. We're not there. You're not there for it's us. not for us. Come it's, for Candace. Come for Candace. We're helping Candace out. This is a big deal for us because I really do support her. I think that she's got the right message. And uh, by the way, she's got to be circling the target, folks. And the reason I know that this woman's circling the target is because Rachel Maddow just came after her this week. And she released a hit piece against her. And Candace went right back after her. It was and great. I have never been more impressed with this woman than she didn't even cuss. And that's what impressed me the most because y'all fucking know that I'll drop an F-bomb left, right, and center. But hopefully not at Candace's rally tomorrow. Well, I'm going to do my – I will do my best to watch my, my, my mouth. However, she went off on Rachel Maddow and destroyed her, and I was like, wow, wow. that is impressive because she didn't drop an F-bomb, nothing. If you haven't seen it, go look at the tweets. Um there was a she sent a letter every oh man it was it was destructive i mean rachel maddow would get destroyed by that by a gubernatorial can, candidate like that was just i i just sat there shook my head um i i'm 
we still have no response from General Flynn, just so you're aware, hasn't stopped us. I mean, we're going to keep asking. I'm going to keep asking Vernon Jones, come on our show. Come here. Come come debate it with us, please. I'll, you have the balls to go on Fox News. Fox News is not a real freaking conservative station for anything. Please, come here. Let's have a chat. I'd love to talk to you for five minutes because I'd love to find out it, it, without you walking off the show because you're scared. I mean, I understand people get scared, but you're like white-tailed scared. It's it's ridiculous to watch you. But please, come here. We will talk. We'll have a conversation about it. We'll decide if you really are an American First candidate because I don't believe you are, not for one second. But- Although there is another person in Georgia that I'm working on getting on who I believe is another America First candidate, and that's Patrick Witt. You heard of Patrick Witt? No, not he yet. He is running for Congress in Georgia 10. Really? Yeah. He's running for a congressional seat in the U.S. Republican Congress? candidate for Congress in Georgia 10th District, senior official in the Trump administration, member of the Trump post-election legal team. Really? Georgia native. Well, I, yeah. I'd love to bring so him on and I'm, talk to him. I'm, because I'm working I, on it. I, we need to say, hey, look, I'm MAGA certified. I'm, gonna, I'm a MAGA. Yeah. Yeah, MAGA Institute ambassador. Yep, I, I we absolutely can, we can work on that. But I, I, folks, really though, tomorrow, Candace, I, I really want you. I've actually sent up some stuff. I'm going to send up tomorrow's thing to the MAGA Institute. I'm going to get her certified, um, come hell or high water, uh, because I do believe she is a complete American First candidate, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to try, uh, we're going to get more spots too for her, uh, because Josh has interviewed her several times on the social, on the red pill project. Yep. Um, she's going to be, she always comes on our show. All I got to do is text her and she'll come on our show. Yep. Um, and she has been very willing with her time. I can't wait to support this woman. Uh, please, if you're in the area, if you live anywhere near Augusta, or even if you just want to learn about her, if, if you just want to learn about what she's about, come up and listen, give it a day of your time or an afternoon of your time. I, I I don't know what time the Georgia game is tomorrow. I don't know if they have a buy or not, but if I, I, I understand the Georgia game. That always comes first. I get it. I live in Georgia. <laughs> I understand how that works. But if if you got the time, I, I, I'm just asking, please come out and, and help support this woman because uh, she deserves it. Yep. But before we wrap up, I have one more thing that you're going to love. You know, I always have that one more thing. Yeah, you always do. I know. Because I, I think we're good. And Here you go. The chemtrails are over. The chemtrails are over. There'll be blue skies when the chemtrails are all gone. There'll be blue skies when the chemtrails out there evil plum face. Blue skies when the chemtrails are all gone. You can stick your coronavirus up your ass. You can stick your coronavirus up your ass. Sing it, we are 
actually pretty good uh, that guy's got a he might have a hit there he could go to apple number one again uh, I, i'm not somewhere in the uk i'm not sure where i, I got it on gab <clears throat> but i uh, wow. i knew you'd like that one that was a good one yes I like so that. exactly that might actually be the title of the show we are we are the we are, we are the, the 99 we are the mighty 99 percent yeah yep, yep yep i agree yeah so either way folks uh again um like share subscribe please comment like, yep. share, subscribe. Do something. Uh, I, I, listen. Listen's always good. Hey, <laughs> listen's work. Download's if work. If you've made it this long, we appreciate you. Yes. And you are one you. of the hardcore. You were one of the hardcore <laughs> listeners or you're at work and you have nothing better to do. In which case, hey, I love that too. That works for me as well. Absolutely. So either way, uh, have a good night, folks. And uh, try to keep your chin up. And, uh, you know, just remember we're all in it together. That's right. We're all in it together. Where we go, one we go all. Uh, I think he said that. Yeah, that guy. So either way, <laughs> have a good night. From VLIN. For the Mick. Have a good night. Enjoy. Yeah.